Kel over here thirsting. Stand on the same shit. Yes. Mike check, Mike check. Yes, sir. Another episode of Sit Down with Slim, man. Get to work. We got a returning guest that we ain't had in a minute. My dog, Stan the Man. Um, another returning guest, that's the president, so we got to make sure this episode is PG because he said one day he wants to run against me. I'm not running president. against you. <laughs> you might have to. I'm not going to be on that campaign because you're not going to like me. Radical Rodney is going to be born. <laughs> and the people going to get tired of them commercials. Dog, you're going to be mad as hell if I'm red and you're blue, ain't it? I ain't going to be mad. You just got to be, you know. It's I'm going to be on my shit. It's going to be war, bro. I'm going to be on my shit. That nigga Trump, he put out the blueprint. <laughs> <laughs> All I got to do is follow the master. You call him master? The master. Man, he called him master. The man. master. It sounds like, sound like you said master, bro. I'm you real, would, man. You would turn into something like that. I knew you like had that. like some crazy addiction with Trump. You call that nigga master. The master. You got that shit, man. Man, let me see that torch, man. This nigga Kel is crazy, man. He just called Trump master. Anyway, man, first thing first, y'all man. Y'all love this nigga. How was y'all boys New Year's, man? Seeing I called you boys next. <laughs> we, we the proud boys now yep. We drinking monkey soda It's all kind of damn shit going on man. Yeah monkey Boy it's a lot of racial There's three monkeys on. on there You know what I'm saying Niggas might be like It's three monkeys at the table Drinking it man. How you so, feeling Kel There's a lot of racial great. shit Some bullshit I feel great You know that shit don't phase me Yeah Stan how your New Year's was though bro uh, New Year's was straight man I was working man So you know I was working, but I wasn't really working. I was playing the game most of the day. <laughs> I was over here with the laptop up, making sure no calls and no emails came through. Other than that, I was chilling, brother. No, I stayed in the house. Me and my girl, we was just chilling in the uh, crib, watching movies and shit. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't even drink. You know, 12 o'clock, we did our little countdown. And that was that. Oh, you're not old then. If you stay was, up to twelve, you you're no longer an old man. Oh, after that, it was bedtime, baby. <laughs> uh-uh. So funny thing that you said that, bro. Because um, I seen everybody online talking about that, and um, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I don't, I don't be staying up like that no more, man. I be going to sleep about ten o'clock, ten thirty. So man, I was like, it was like eleven thirty came. I was like. I'm about to say, fuck this midnight shit, bro. Just take my ass to sleep, bro. I almost passed out, too. Yeah, I stayed up, you know what I'm saying? I was working on my little my little board over there and shit, you know what I'm saying? A little tradition that I started. And that, that, man. Like, I meant to ask you that before we start rolling, but... um, We can, we can talk about it on what's, here. What's want. the um the uh, the whole workspace that you got going on over there? All right, so uh, the workspace here, that is, you know, I start school Monday. Okay. So, um... So I have that set up. So basically, what it is 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 doubles as a laptop stand and a a, a cooling pad for the laptop because mm-hmm. uh, it is a high performance laptop. So like if I, you know, running some gaming or something like that on there, the fans is you know kick on and shit. So with the cooling pad, it's supposed to help to uh, keep the laptop even cooler, even though it has internal fans. But there's also uh, five fans inside of the cooling pad as well. But it doubles as a stand because when you're using the laptop, if you're working or you know going to school or whatever, you're doing something for a long period of time, you really shouldn't have the laptop like 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 
eye level or whatever, you need to have a, like a little bit elevated yeah. because it can have like bad, you know, adverse effects on your neck and your spine and all that stuff. That's what's wrong with so, my back right now. Yeah, I mean, and you don't realize it because you just, you know, you're doing whatever you're doing and, you know, you ain't really paying no attention to it. But out, over time, you'll start to notice like your back is hurting, your neck is hurting, you feel uncomfortable, you might stand up for a little bit to stretch. But when you have it like that, it's more eye level, uh, so it's like you know it's, it's elevated. Just like if you have monitors, and it's a little bit more comfortable to look, you know, comfortable viewing space. Bro, I wanted to ask you too. Um, you said you start school on Monday. Mm -hmm. What made you want to go to school now at the age of thirty? Um, so I always wanted to go to school. Uh, when I was going to school well, in I Augusta, mean go back. My bad. So I was going to. All right, me. I am not a quitter by nature. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. Mm -hmm. And school was one of those things that kind of got past me. Uh, so I was like, I'm going to you know, work to get back to school. So initially, I was going to try to go to KSU. And then, uh, of course, you know, I do Uber. Um, they started an Uber Pro program in 2019 where once you hit 3,000 trips, they'll actually pay for your school full ride all four years. So I was like, well, shit, if I'm already doing Uber to make some extra money anyway. I might as well take advantage of that. And uh, and that would be my my ticket to getting my engineering degree. So I hit the three thousand trips in November. Applied, got accepted, enrolled in classes, and I start on Monday, bro. Damn. Yeah. Three thousand trips, and you get a free full ride. To free school. full ride. They pay for everything. The only thing they don't pay for is like books and shit like that. So people listening, Uber might be the move. Three thousand trips. You could just so dope. <laughs> oh, I thought I thought you was gonna be the president. President of what? Okay. Uh, for anybody that's listening that that thought about voting for him in the future, you you uh, you heard what he just said. <laughs> I was congratulating Stan for um his accomplishment. Stan. Appreciate that, man. Nah, nigga over here looking like baby should. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about selling dope, smoking a cigar. I'm definitely gonna win this presidential race, dog. Well, all right. So let me <laughs> all tell right, you. Stan, all right, go ahead. If me and him was running against each other, who would you vote for? After you done heard his slogan, <laughs> I gotta hear chill, more chill. though. I, I, can't, I, I ain't going strictly. I didn't off say that. that on the mic. So I, I get a, I get a redo. Oh, okay, that was pre a redo. Okay. <laughs> that was, was pre-production. <laughs> yeah, that was pre-production. <laughs> but still, just based off me and him. Who'd you vote for? I haven't heard I haven't heard what you're running for, bruh. I'm running for the people, baby. You're running for the people. You heard what I said. Make prostitution legal. Um we gonna let out first first off, we freeing Kodak Black off rip. I already told you that on the way here. I got a black vote already. I, I don't need your vote no more. <laughs> you think people gonna rock with you just because of Kodak Black? The black vote, which makes up what percent? Not much. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so now I can get down to the bread. That shit was fucked up, wasn't it? Because they going to be like, who is Kodak Black? Are you taking pictures? <laughs> that's not for y'all. That's for <laughs> yeah. that's another percentage of the voters. But nah, Stan, um, uh, congrats on your um, accomplishment for real, though. Appreciate it, bro. Um, I was thinking about school recently, and... I think I got like three regrets in my life and I think going to school was one of mine. That's why I asked you about the school thing because I was curious with you, um, is the going back to school thing like a self-accomplishment or, or did you want to do it uh, for your career? Both actually. Um, so it's not so much to, ha I mean obviously it looks good on your resume too, but 
there's a lot of like as far as far as doing engineering there's a lot of hands-on work you get to do with school mm-hmm. and if it's free shit i'm getting free hands-on work why not take advantage of that um so you know i get to you know learn the theoreticals and all that shit behind it but then also get to do a lot of hands-on work with it so that kind of gives you some experience and then as far as working i'm already i've already been what five years in management now and um and you know i'm just gonna keep furthering that so and i'm already in the more or less the engineering technology field um so you know having that to back me it definitely helps you know, um, in corporate America, man, I'll be honest, they do look at shit like that, especially yeah, as a black man. For sure. Um, you know, you can work as hard as you want to work, and, you know, that'll that'll be a part, there's a portion of what they're looking at, but they want to see, you know, they want to see some of that other stuff for the two, certifications, uh, the degree, and I definitely am going to get some certification, because if they're paying for my school, I can pay for the certifications, it's all good. How much of them search be costing? It depends. It depends on what you're trying to get. I mean, you know, it could be a couple of hundred dollars. It depends on what you're trying to get. I'm going for the uh, PMP this year. Mm. And what is that um, for the people listening? It's a project management uh, certification. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a couple hundred dollars. Yeah. Well, not a couple. Have you uh, done any project management work yet? I am the project center uh, supervisor. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up, man. I just got promoted. Uh, last month, maybe. Congratulations, man. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, project management. Um, so even with me being an, uh, you know, an operations manager where I currently work at, I do I do deal with some project management. Yeah. Um, so I, uh, we I'm a part of a team called the collective onboarding team, a collaborative onboarding team. And what happens is uh, our sales team, you know, they go meet with all the major companies and try to bring on big projects. So, like, right now we're doing a Dollar General project uh, where we're doing um, – basically it's a interactive solution where they combine the network and the alarm uh, system uh, all together. They'll put in, like, one big cabinet. So, you know, you have, like, your, uh, you know, your access points, your, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, the actual alarm panel, you know, the alarm system, the motions, uh, hold-up buttons, all that stuff. Uh, they try to combine it into one big solution. So we uh, we do all of that. And, uh, I mean, we do it across the country, including Canada as well. Mm, Canada's a beautiful place. I want to yeah. move to Canada one day. Have you ever been? Uh, you should go, man. I mean, well, I right now it's kind of tough. But for my birthday. If, if everything is yeah, I was about to done. say if because I know they have very strict uh, re- you know yeah. regulations when it comes. I don't to, even think we can get in right. I now. I don't think so either. Yeah. Um. Or you have to have a reason because they will ask you what's the reason why you come in the country. If them, if them crackers can get into the the capital, we can get in the capital. <laughs> y'all, y'all heard that? Oh. <laughs> she said, "Oh, <laughs> this nigga, dog. His his run ended quick. All I'm gonna say is, man." I'm really just as far as that subject. I'm so like not sympathetic for any of those people. Well, let's talk about that real quick. Um, uh, some Trump supporters ran off in the Capitol building. Kel, I'm gonna let you go first with your thoughts because you you already started spitting. And I asked you in the car on the way here, like if you had any sympathy for uh the young lady that got killed. All right, now that's good. It's, when you phrase a question like that, it's just gonna sound bad, <laughs> no matter what I say. Um, I, you know, just based on how uh, other protests 
um, in the past two to three years and riots have been handled. Uh, I, I guess I could say I was expecting, you know, more rubber bullets to be flying and tear gas and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that um, I don't want to say she deserved it, but I do think it was warranted. Mm. I think uh, uh, there should be a level of force when protecting a federal building in our country. You know, one of the the most important buildings in our country. There should be a level of force that should be used to protect that building. You know, if, um, what's the ISIS or somebody was breaking in there? Bruh, they would have probably just blew the whole building up. You know, they would have been guns blazing. You tell me one person gets shot and I'm supposed to feel sad? Well, to even go even further than that, there's, you know, at a certain point, you got to exercise common sense. Mm. And if you, I'm assuming you guys have actually seen the video footage of her getting shot, right? Mm-hmm. My favorite one is when uh, my favorite he pulled a trigger and they say "payow." <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at it, you see the video and you see him aiming the gun. It's like a warning, like, "Hey, listen, don't stop doing this because I'm going to shoot you if you try to break through." Yeah. And they just continue doing it, and he let off the rounds, and she got shot. At a certain point, you got to exercise common sense. If you see somebody aiming a gun, they're serious about what they're trying to protect, and you're going to just keep doing it, just trying them. I'm sorry, man. That's entitlement. I mean, that's privilege. It, it, that's exactly what it is. And I mean, I, I it was a lot know. of white privilege being utilized. Oh my god, man, a lot. I ain't gonna lie, though. Do you think her uh, being shot was uh, justified? Mm. If they justified, you know, the kill the killings of innocent black people. You know, um, honestly, dog, I don't see how everybody lived to tell this story. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be real. Think everybody should got shot, bro. It definitely. I, I'm not. I'm not gonna be the the dictator to say people should have gotten shot, mm-hmm. but I will say is that I mean it's a stark contrast on how we're handled because you're looking look at the two differences of what happened. You have these people protesting because they feel like. Donald Trump was robbed of his votes or even that he lost or even just because they support him and versus you have people protesting because we're being gunned down on national TV and on the Internet. And they're like, hey, we tired of this happening. Y'all are clearly just shooting us for no reason or not a justified reason. And we getting shot with rubber bullets and tased and and maced and all this shit. But then you see people barely getting injured with this situation happening and they rushed the capital they're getting helped down steps like you know and so, how did the he- how did the, the wheelchair people get in there man <laughs> listen that. bro you talking about the chicken nugget yeah i think it was a boneless chicken wing you know it's, <laughs> it's um i mean it, it doesn't send a good message bro i mean you know it, it's already we're not being taken serious with our protests and our causes but then you do that on national tv and it's like showing all these people doing all this stuff sitting on the desk feet up and shit and it's like damn they ain't even being rushed at all like what and, the fuck and, man and that's a and that's another point like what kind of sensitive information was these people able, able to access? Yeah, probably a lot too. You know, because a lot of st- they're lawmakers, so a lot mm-hmm. of stuff goes down in in, the, in that building. So, I got a question for y'all though. So we have P- 
peaceful uh, protesting, mm-hmm. which is like the BLM uh, protest that was downtown Atlanta that yeah. actually went very well. Right. That's an example of a peaceful uh, protest. Mm-hmm. We have riots. Mm-hmm. Like when Rodney King uh, got beat up by the police, they Correct. were riding in, 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 in L.A., right? Mm-hmm. They actually called like active duty military and Yes. Correct, for, correct, uh, correct. Yes. That. So that's what we would <laughs> classify a riot though, right? The the uh LA movement. Mm-hmm. What would you call this invasion of of the Capitol building? I don't see what how you, you can call, call it anything other than a riot. I mean you literally broke the I think the it's barricades. something more than a riot. I, I think I think that was a terrorist yeah, a terroristic threat. It's sh- it, it, it totally should have been a terror. I mean, cause if any other group did the same thing, it would be classified as a terroristic uh, uh, attack. I don't, I don't even think you have to, like, just just isolate who did it. It's just the action of right. storming into a federal building with lawmakers while they're in session to prove a point. I mean, I don't I don't see how that's not a terrorist attack. And 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 if I'm gonna take it even a step further than that, what what message is it sending to the rest of the world where you have people who might be plotting terroristic attacks and they seeing how easy they're storming oh, the Capitol and bro. getting in? Like that's if fucking crazy. If I was crazy. in Iraq in a cave that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh, it's time. <laughs> we about to get them. And that's why I said that on the uh, podcast I did with Blue. Like this was an embarrassment. Not only just for white people, but for the whole country. It's like sure. other countries is looking at is looking at us like this. Like they really got this going on in their country. That's like opening up the floodgates. Like, huh? Maybe we should revisit nine eleven and see where we messed up there. I didn't had clubs. It was hard to get into them down. <laughs> they got into that, that was and those videos insane. of the police opening up the gates oh, and like waving God, people man. in. I was like, whoa, what's going people on? People taking selfies with them and shit. Man, yeah. come on, man. Come yeah. on, man. This what are we doing? Out here, they look at I wasn't in a uniform out there. That's all I'm going to say. Y'all remember that when y'all vote. Um, anyway, moving forward. <laughs> <laughs> you going to keep bringing it back to that? I'm <laughs> Hey, Radical Kill. <laughs> nah, Radical Rodney sounds a whole lot better. Yeah, it do got a little ring to it. Glad my name ain't Rodney. Um, <laughs> Moving forward. Um, I kind of want to go back to what uh, Stan, Stan was talking about earlier with going to school and stuff. All right. First, I'm gonna tell y'all something, dog, and I gotta ask y'all the question. This question is uh, really for Kel because I already got your take on school. Okay. Um, three regrets in my life, right? I had to write them down so I could remember. Like Blue would say, "Go back to my notes." Three regrets in my life. One of them is getting a sports car at the age of 25, 26. Mm-hmm. That Why was head that ass. Because at the time I was making good money mm-hmm. doing something that. I didn't even I didn't even think about once if I knew I wanted to do this long term or not. Okay. But the money was good at the moment, and my mom was like, "Hey, you should get you a car, a sports car." Mm-hmm. I'm like, "You know what? I should." Mm-hmm. And I, my stupid ass went and got a sports car. Uh, number two, I'm gonna come back to that after you finish your list. All right, number two, I maxed out all my credit cards, about thirty two grand worth of debt. And I know to a lot of people that sounds very scary, but I did it on some stupid shit too. Anyway, moving forward, I want to move right past that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, number three, the one that I know Stan probably will disagree with, I felt like going to school. And that's really number one for me. That's my number one regret. I, I, I just feel like I never should have went to school. Mm-hmm. So what's the question? Can I weigh in on these? 
let me ask Kel first. Okay. Though. How you feel about school? Uh, it's not for everybody. I think if you have a clear path of what you want to do, um, then it's beneficial if school can help you get to where you want to be. Um, if you don't know what you want to do, uh, it still may be a good tool to find where you want to be in life. Um, but if you know you just just hate school and you still don't know what you need to do, uh, get a job, bro. You know, go to tech school or go to the military or, you know, just find your way. Find a, um, you know, find a way to make money off something you love to do. Hmm. Yeah. Um, but don't force yourself to go to school or don't go to school to make your parents happy. I think that's what I did too. Yeah. I mean, I like school a lot, but I felt like uh, my mom was pushing me towards that direction. And I was like, hey, let me go make my mom's happy. And I didn't think about like what I really wanted to do with my life. Then at the time, I was watching how she was moving in the job. She was working. And I was like, damn, that should have been kind of cool to have this corporate job and wear this shirt and tie and pull up in this fucking uh, 1964 Chevelle. You know what I'm saying? And all the white women that work with me is like, oh, Slim, you're so cool. I mean, for a 64 Chevelle, you could have just sold dope. What's exactly. up with you this exactly selling dope? Selling What's up dope? with him, bro? I just, I mean. <laughs> nah, 64 Chevelle is is roughly twenty six to $28,000. Bro, these niggas that sell dope, there's only like one nigga in your city that makes enough for that Chevelle. <laughs> I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. <laughs> there's one nigga in your city that can afford that car. All right. That sells dope. I want to get my philosophy on school. Okay. Um, so what you were saying is not it's not incorrect. Um, I I feel like there's two types of people when they graduate high school, and based off of whatever classification you fall in, determines if you should pursue school. So I used to live in Europe, mm -hmm. and um, we did the pen pal thing, right? And what I noticed from other countries is that they start to prepare their um i guess their high school students um if you want to call them that they start to prepare them for the field or whatever they want to uh pursue in, in life as a career so for instance they get to seventh grade they do the normal curriculum and then once they get to like eighth ninth grade they start to branch off into you're going to go to engineering high school. You're going to go to medical high school. So it's not so much of you just going to high school just to learn every, like a general uh, general idea of everything. You're, this is, you know, you're kind of groomed into what field do you want to be in. And then in high school, we're going to prepare you for that. So by the time when you graduate, you will go to college for knowing what you want to do. But we don't do that enough in the States. And in the States, you know, people kind of just go to school. It's a it's more of general education. And when a lot of us go to college, we really don't know what the fuck we're going for. We're just going because we think that's what we should be doing. It's our idea of success. But a lot of the time, we'll go to school for something that we think we want to go for. Or we kind of just choose something to, you know, be going to school for. And then you'll get out in the workforce, term, you know, decide that that's not even really what you want to do. And a lot of people end up with a degree in something that they're not even working in. I feel like in that second category, maybe the people who weren't prepped, high school prepped for whatever career that they're trying to get into, 
that they should go into the workforce or what you know military or whatever and determine what they want to do then and then after they determine that then they should go to school to further their education on that to to further their career on mm-hmm. that and i feel like I kind of fell into both because I initially started going to school because I felt like that's what I was supposed to do. That's what everyone else was doing. And at the time when I went, I wasn't ready. I wasn't mature enough to handle what we were doing. And I feel like uh, uh, most 18-year-olds are not mature enough to, you know, this is what I want to do with my life. And I feel like a lot of them do go to school and they kind of waste their time in school. They fail out. Or even if they do get their degree, they end up doing something completely different years later from that. Um, but now that I've worked in, you know, in different fields, I know what I want to do. So when I go to school now, there's more of a, a focus on what I'm trying to do because this is not just going to school to graduate, but it's going to school to get more education and get more skills on what I want to do, uh, you know, to provide for myself and ultimately my family. If I decide to do that, that's a different topic. I'm sure we'll get into later. But um, so that's how I feel about it. It's two different, it's two different lanes you can go to. If you're already prepared and you know exactly what you want to do, college would be good out of high school. But if not, you probably should get into the world and just find yourself and find what you want to do. And then after you do that, see what steps you need to take to get what get to where you want to get to. I was gonna say that the public school system in the South is a fucking joke. I would agree with I that. I think, uh, you know, with all this. Um, election shit going on all the the basis is um, health care um, stimulus checks and shit like <laughs> that um, I think our school system needs to be uh, heavily um, I don't want to say redone but you know something it has to we need a face restructured with. yeah restructured thank you it needs to be restructured um, because we, we we get out of high school and we're just not prepared, at least for the people, you know, in my life hmm. that I know that went to just a public high school. Unless you went to like a magnet school with certain concentrations there where they prepare you like you were saying. Uh, and a lot of that stuff, you know, say what you want about Trump, but a lot of funding from the, our education system was cut under his presidency under his administration so you know I'm, I'm hoping now that you know the people have spoke up um, they went out and voted um, now that we have um, a blue those damn dams yeah, <laughs> a blue senate a blue house and a blue white house uh, I think the only thing we don't have the majority in is the supreme court um, I'm hoping that we can get something done now. You know, there's really no excuses for them now. If they don't put up now, you know, we have to. I don't. I forgot who said it, but we we have to hold our vote hostage. I agree. And, ha- hold um, them accountable. Yeah, we have to hold them accountable because now, you know, y'all was screaming, "Go vote, go vote." We came out and we showed up for y'all. Now y'all have to show up for us. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, definitely, yeah, it definitely needs to be, they say it all the time, the young people are the future of our nation. So if you're not preparing them to be the future of our nation, then what does that say about our nation? You know, it's, um, I, whenever I talk to young people, man, I try, I try to give them as much 
game as I can, but I try to be truthful in the same time because I do understand. I'm not one of those old, you know, I don't know. I guess you can consider us old heads now, maybe. <laughs> we know, on 30, the way. 30, 30 ain't, ain't really It ain't old head. We on the way to but these, it, but yeah, We yeah, just know a lot of young niggas, old, man. Though. I think we need yeah. to just stop hanging out with all these younger people. I think so, too, because, like, when I'm in a room with, like, y'all, I'm okay. I ain't going to lie. Even my friends that's the same age as me, they make me feel like I'm old. Uh, right? Yeah. Because they see, be into shit that I don't give a fuck about. When I'm into, like, my, my leadership uh, programs and – you know, my networking um, organizations, I'm one of the younger people there. Right. So, you know, I feel good where I can, you know, be that bridge. Mm-hmm. But when I hang out with them young boys, they make me feel like I'm just an old lame duck. You know what I mean? Because I don't like half the shit they like. I'm not right. into all that stuff. Right. Especially when they get to getting in their, um, well, I put that shit on bag. <laughs> I'll be like, bro. You see, I got a sweatsuit on. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I've never cared about that shit, man. Bro, when I was young, I did care about that shit. I ain't gonna lie. But, like, when I start caring about my goals more, right? <laughs> that shit went out the window, right. bro. I haven't brought a pair of Jordans in years. And so, I'm glad you said that because I did want to go back to the first point you made about buying a car. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For um, sure. I am a firm believer. I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, every dollar you have, you need to invest it and stuff. You should do all of that as well. But life is short and you should enjoy life. So if buying that car was something that brought you joy or brought you some type of enjoyment, then don't feel bad about that. Like that's something that you I mean, you see some of the stuff that I have in here. Not everything in here is productive, per se, but these are things that I enjoy. I work hard. And shit, treat yourself sometimes. Yeah. Don't don't let people uh, you know make you feel like you wasting your money on something or because you bought something that's not an investment that it was a waste of money. No, you worked hard for your money. You could spend your money on whatever you want to spend it on. Nah, that's if you true. broke, stop buying Gucci, Louis, you know <laughs> Alexander McQueen, all that other crap. Bro. I agree because you just look crazy because you buy one expensive item and then the rest of your shit be dusty. Right. Well, not in 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 the piggyback because you said something else take care of what you need to take care of first but then if you have a little extra to take you know buy some stuff that you want to buy to enjoy then do that shit and don't feel bad about it you're like hey i'm on top of my shit and i'm taking care of my shit if i want to you know spend a little money on something that people would maybe deem as uh wasteful but it's something i enjoy shit i can do that so, i never feel bad so about if I it per- came in here with this 30 dollar adidas suit and some three hundred, four hundred dollars shoes. You wouldn't, you wouldn't have looked at me a, a certain way. Well, I don't look at people based off. I've never been the fashion guy anyway, so I probably wouldn't even have noticed if I'm being honest I with you. you. Um, I judge people based off a of character and what they stand for. I do too. I just, so, I just, I can acknowledge when people look crazy. <laughs> Fair enough. I know what you Fair mean enough. too. I can, yeah, I but see, that. I call, I call the car a regret because it fit my lifestyle at, at the moment, and I feel like it was an impulse buy. Like at the time, I had a, a couple dollars in great credit, and I was like, "Oh, this fits me right now." I wasn't thinking long term. I wasn't thinking, "Slim, you're going to be 30 one day, and what are you going to be doing?" I damn sure didn't think I was going to be doing no fucking photography. And now the car just doesn't match me. And every time I watch um, Power, I'll be like, "Damn, I probably look like Tommy." <laughs> you know, how Tommy be hopping out that Mustang. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm like, that'd be me, like a Grand Theft Auto character. I mean, but you know what I'm at the end of the day, a car is an investment. Yeah, 
I don't think it doesn't it matter what type of car you have. I'm gonna be honest. I love my car. Mm-hmm. That's all that matters. Yeah, that's I all guess that, that should. I'm not gonna judge yeah, you I mean, for that. And, and and that's why I say it's a difference between you know buying something that's necessary for your life versus you know buying something that's just for entertainment mm-hmm. or just for you to look a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll never frown on somebody who's buying a hundred thousand dollar car. Or a six hundred dollar game system, because you know I, I I feel you, but you know there's just some things that I I me personally can't wrap my mind around mm-hmm. being a consumer of. So that. what you're speaking on like the twelve hundred dollar designer shoes? That's 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 just so crazy to me. It, it is to me too. What if they a scammer? <laughs> I'm, I, I would never support a scammer. You sound like me. I would never support a scammer. I hate these, bro. I really do. I hate people that that take from um, people that work hard for their stuff. All right, so let me play devil's advocate. Scammers don't don't quote unquote think it's stealing from you. They think it's stealing from the big branches because you know you can go to your bank and be like, "Hey, I got some fraudulent activities on my account," and they'll reimburse you so they don't feel like it's stealing from you. Well, the thing is, it goes back to the ideology where nothing in life is free. Correct. Somebody has to pay for it. That down is the line. correct as well. So it it doesn't. And they it also doesn't don't believe in inflation. They believe that these people can just continue to print money. Okay, but but here's but here's the uh, the silly part about that because you would claim that you're stealing from a big corporation mm-hmm. and then go support another big corporation by buying twelve hundred dollars shoes. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what don't don't feed me bullshit. All right, so I put out an episode uh, this morning on Patreon. And Blue was talking about reparations. And he was talking about all black people getting, I think he said, a million dollars. And I said, Blue, let me tell you why. First off, that number is too big. I don't think it would happen. The number I said was probably like 10000 for each taxpayer. And that shit he said right that's not enough. That's going back to the economy. <laughs> it's going back to the economy if it's a million. Right did you listen economy. to that part? I did. I said that same exact thing. I said, Blue, if you give, it don't matter if it's 10000 or a million dollars. The average black person is putting that money right back into them. And, and the, the example I used to him was uh, was uh, tax return money. I like, first off, your, your tax return is your money because you overpaid the government all year. Right. It's your money anyway. But do you know why they don't care about giving it back to you? Because you give it right back to them. Right. You give it right back to who, who's ever in office that, that has a small stake into Gucci. <laughs> and Gucci people, goes up between the months of January and, and uh in March. That's why I like when people was complaining about the stimulus check, the amount. I was like, I wouldn't care if they gave you six hundred or six dollars. They was you're gonna give it right back to them. Yeah. So it doesn't matter. And it comes down to money management and uh you know people's priorities. And if you're not a person who's good with money management, you know how a lot of times people like they say they say more money, more problems and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of concept with people who might start off making $10 an hour, and they're like, oh, if I can get a job making $15 uh, an hour, I'll be good. And then they get a job making $15 an hour, and they're in the same position. And then they end up getting a job making $20 an hour, and they're in the same position Mm -hmm. because they don't have that money management skills. And when getting more money doesn't solve your issues, your issue is managing what you're you know what you have to take care of so if you have certain bills that you have to take care of if you um you know you're not properly investing your money or whatever 
getting more money is not going to help that. You're just going to have more money to do more reckless shit with. Fact. To be you honest really with you. you really want to fuck a nigga head up, break down to him how much money they actually pay in taxes. When you think about the federal income tax, the state income tax, Social Security, um, sales tax, property tax, just there, I mean, literally, I would say 65 to 70% of your money goes into paying taxes and people don't realize that there's a tax on every single thing that you consume true so when people kind of like realize how much you're giving to a government that you say you hate no matter what level of government i mean you just got to humble yourself Mm -hmm. because no matter what you're going to have to pay them people but you know don't just act like okay because i have a hundred thousand dollar job you know I'm better than this next man that's doing the exact same thing as you because y'all all paying the same person. Yeah. Speaking of that $100,000 job, just to switch gears a little bit, um, have y'all been seeing these recent podcasts that's been um, quote-unquote going viral? And I think the the term going viral needs to be eliminated because I don't think people know what viral is. I only watched two podcasts, by the way. What podcast is that? Joe Button and sit down so slow. My nigga. My if nigga. I'm being honest, I'm probably in that same boat. I I do watch uh, more than the Masters. I I'm gonna be honest. Shout I don't out, watch it as much as Sit Down with Slim, but you know I do I do catch it when I can. Like generally, this is kind of like how it works. I watch I, 85 South too. Um, I it isn't. It's not even more watching because I'm not home enough to watch. Um, when I'm doing Uber and stuff like that. I listen to podcasts, so I do Joe Budden, and then I do Sit Down with Slim, and then after I'm done with both of those, then that's when I'll kind of go to, like, the Drink Champs and More mm-hmm. Than the Masters and, you know, all of those. Um, I listen to More Than the Masters if yeah. Slim on it. Uh, no, I mean, it's some good episodes even without Slim on it. Um, I, I'm just saying for me. I don't know the actual... Uh, like release dates and time like you have a pretty consistent release date yeah. Joe Bunner has a, so I'm, with, when it comes to consistency I know when somebody's dropping like first thing I wake up in the morning I get dressed I go to the gym all this stuff and then I'm like alright it's Tuesday morning I know uh, Slim about to drop and then Slim drops and then I'm listening every to Friday, it Friday 85 South drop See what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. But oh, yeah. if you don't have podcast, a consistent, if you don't have yeah. a consistent schedule, then it's a little bit harder for me to stay on top of your content like that. So I kind of catch it when I can catch it at that point. I think that's what a lot of like, I don't want to call them indie podcasters because all podcasters are supposed to be indie. But um, a lot of like, um, podcasters they don't understand that it's all about the consistency. Same day, same time. That's the people that's checking for them. Mm-hmm. But these podcasts that's been trending on Twitter lately. Uh, the black ones, I should say, they all have been talking about the same topic, and that's the women saying either I can only date an entrepreneur or or a dope dealer, or basically saying like fuck a nigga with a nine to five, even if he's making four hundred thousand dollars a year. That's fine. I mean, I'll just <laughs> stay away from them. Then. Like, but do you see those women when they say that? Like, do you just like look at them and just like? You know, kind of go to the next thing. Okay, the reason why I look at it, I look at it weird, is because I'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and I don't make that much money. I'm gonna sit here and keep it a boat with with everybody. I don't make that much, so I'm like, oh, you will fuck with me, and I'm an entrepreneur and I don't make six figures. 
versus fucking with this guy that makes four hundred thousand and goes to clock in. Yeah, <laughs> because it's, sometimes it's not about what you make; it's about your lifestyle. It's about you know, I agree. Just not somebody who I'll say like for myself, Monday through Friday, eight to eight to five. I'm doing the exact same thing mm-hmm. every week of the year. Same. You know what I mean? So just somebody who is flexible, I guess. Okay, okay, okay. I see I see the approach that you uh take it from. But I think it's a trend amongst these women that say things like that. Like besides oh girl, we were just talking about in the baby video. What's her name? Uh B. B. Simone. Yeah, B. Simone. Trash. Um <laughs> she she she's an entrepreneur also, but a lot of women that say these things. I don't know. I haven't researched these women, but they don't look like someone that's. They just want somebody to pay for their Brazilian. Butlers. Yeah, and Stan, I wanted to ask you because you're 30 years old and you're single. Like, does that kind of like, like, make you be like, damn, it might be kind of hard out here in the dating world? I don't. I mean, I don't give a fuck about that shit. If I'm being honest with you, man, <laughs> when people have superficial ass ideas and shit like that, man, I'm like, all right, well, you just stay away from me then. I, I don't want nothing to do with you. If that's what you want, you can follow whatever you want to follow. Yeah. I just won't. I won't pursue you. You know, I, I ain't got shit to do with it. And that's why I said on the ride down here, I was like, both men and women who criticize a certain man or woman that thinks a certain way, those aren't the people that's checking for you anyway. Right. Mm-hmm. So why even put that that type of energy into the to the world when you're never gonna talk to this girl and she's never gonna approach you anyway. And vice versa. So it doesn't really even matter at the see, end of the day. See, the type of guy that I am, I am, and, and with me being single as long as I've been single, I've learned a lot about myself and I've become very confident. You know, I've gained a lot of self confidence in being single. And there's a lot of shit that I probably would have, like, taken back in the day that I'm just not taking now. And like, if you got some examples. Uh, for instance, you know something like that. Oh, you're you know you do a, a nine to five. You you know you're not an entrepreneur. Conversation over. We ain't got nothing else to talk about after that. Because <laughs> what what so so because if I ask you what's your reason for for saying that, what what would deter you from being interested in me because of the fact that I work a nine to five versus being an entrepreneur if you can't give me a good answer then it sounds like you're just following a trend and i don't want i don't want nothing to do with you anyway but she might have a good answer but a lot of people don't and and that's what i'm saying a lot of people follow trends and it's like all right well too that's cool i mean if that's what you want i'm not gonna knock you for it but i ain't about to chase you either like i I know who i am so you know if you ain't fucking what i got going on then oh well would you date an instagram model um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't date anyone that uh, seeks attention. So no, like even if that's their Because uh, I mean, to 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 okay, to a certain extent, I guess a female rapper or somebody in the entertainment industry. Because uh-huh. technically, I would say that you seek attention because you are a creator. Uh huh. So I mean, you wouldn't want somebody like yourself. So it's all case by case scenario. So like. I'm, I can't sit here and be like, no, I would not date an Instagram model. It just depends, like, what type of headspace that this person is. If they're, like, generally speaking, most Instagram models want to post a picture and they seek um, validation from from the public. Well, so, what if that's their job? That's their livelihood. If that's their job and that's their livelihood, it's all about what their values and their morals are. 
So if it's the person that's that's like, um, I mean, you may disagree with this, but typically most Instagram models seek that attention. If it's somebody that that's the stereotype Instagram model, probably not. But if it's somebody that that you know does that for their job and they're grounded and they have strong values, I fuck with them. I'm okay with you seeking attention. You know, if it's something that's like you know to better you or whatever. However, I do need you to have some type of self-confidence. And if your confidence is based solely on how many likes and stuff that you get, then I can't fuck with that because then you're easily influenced by what other people are saying about you. I do want you to have a self-confidence, but you can have self-confidence and still chase that, uh, you know, chase those algorithms and stuff. So it it depends on that. It's all about self-confidence, man. I got to have somebody that's self-confident because I'm also self-confident. You got to have a strong personality. And I can tell you, um, for sure, Kel, I'm not one of them people that get online and be like, uh, I hope today's the day that I get a million likes. I don't care about that shit. Like, I don't even post selfies. And when I do, like, take pictures, bro, I either have somebody take the pictures for me or I have the camera on on the tripod and I be super, like, uncomfortable, like. I don't really care about taking no pictures and posting no picture online, bro. And it'd be purposes to my pictures I post. It's okay for you to want a million likes. It's not okay for you to get down in the dumps if you don't get it. Yeah. Because you can, you know, put, you know, shoot for the stars, but if you don't get it, don't make it seem like you less of a person and shit because you didn't. That just didn't work the way you needed it to work. Then you just go back in the lab. The reason I don't post on Instagram no more is because, like, I will post something like with somebody else and they'll get a like you know 200 likes and if i post something myself i get 20 likes i said nah this shit ain't for me <laughs> they got you fucked up, so <laughs> if, if i'm yeah, being yeah, uh, if i'm, I'm like, being yeah. transparent bro um when i, I post stuff it. most of the time i post stuff it's it's for me so like a lot of the time i be so busy too so a lot of time i'll post something i don't even really go back and look at like what the likes and shit is but you like that you you no it's nice having it but don't get me wrong like if i post something and i like it it's gonna stay on there you know so i I post game and shit it ain't gonna get a bunch of likes you mean a lot of people don't like seeing a grown man as a gamer okay like but like shit like that just stuff that you own that's cool but if, if if i post a selfie I get 13 likes, I'd be like, nah, that ain't it, delete. Oh, are you I'm not doing like, that. I'm not doing that. If you post you and your girl to get 200 likes? Yeah. Okay. I'm not doing that. Bro, I, they I, love that shit. And yeah. if I post myself, they'd be like, ah. I tell you, dog, I tell you one thing about the internet too, bro. Like, the internet is a straight highlight reel. Like, as long as you post yeah. some highlights, they fuck with you, bro. You could literally post right now and say, I want to blow my brains out. Mm-hmm. you probably get a couple comments. Nobody that really gives a fuck. Nah, it'll be, it'll be engagement. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm take it a step I'm gonna take it a step further. There is a community that does that specifically because there's a lot of views and a lot of response to those type of posts. Like yeah. I'm depressed or and and I've been a person that's been depressed. I've been a, I mean I currently deal with anxiety, but there there is a demographic of people who strictly post those type of things because that's what get the most engagement on their page. Right. I don't like I said again. A lot of time when I post stuff, I don't even go back to. I'll go back and I'll see it as I log into the app to check other stuff on it. But I don't. I post stuff and I just yeah, keep I got it a moving. Yeah, I like that. That um, he had posted he was gonna kill himself one day, and um, you know he had me calling his phone, right? Calling his sister, calling his mama, and 
they was like, uh, you know, his sister hit me back. Was like that nigga just tripping because he trying to figure out how he gonna pay his rent. It's stuff like that, or they like, poke right. up with the girl or something like that. It, that I don't I like that, man. That nigga on everything. I, like, yeah. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I can't do that. If you're not mentally stable to let rent, you know, what I'm saying break you. To- I'm gonna tell y'all something that might sound a little insensitive, so I got to give a disclaimer before I say it. But Come on, I, I, slim I feel like 2024. Nah, I'm, I'm just I'm just keeping it real. No, I, keep it I real. feel like most people aren't aren't really depressed. Like most stuff stems from like. <laughs> Like you ever had a nigga be like, <laughs> "I got these, I got these demons, I got these demons on me." No, nigga, you don't have no demons. You broke as fuck, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You not depressed, nigga. You broke, nigga. Of course, being broke can bring depression, but it's not that. Oh, these demons on you because no, nigga, these demons is on you because you broke. And you ain't got nowhere to live. I'm not gonna say that they're not depressed because of that. Because nah, I mean, but. It, I I, I, I get that, what bro. you're saying though. I get what you're saying. Um, there are people who, like for instance, have, are y'all have y'all at some point in your time in y'all life have y'all been gamblers? Yeah. Okay. I still so am. you get okay. So Just you gamble. Record, I 100 percent agree with that. But keep going. <laughs> I, I don't 100 percent agree, and I'm gonna tell you why. Like I said, you could be in a situation where you might have bet your last on gambling. I I've been that person. You know what I'm saying. And when you lose that money at the time, you probably are really depressed. Oh, you've like, been there before. Yeah, and, and it, it's it might not be what people are like. All right, man, there's more the shit to be. Word to use. So when right, does self right, accountability right. come into play? Wait, wait, wait. I, it, I, I think that's the wrong word to use because there are people who's seriously struggling with depression, and it doesn't matter what's going on in their life. That's just who they are and and how they operate. So, I think just piggybacking off of your point, I think you're saying that people aren't built as tough as you think they should be. Because I'm the type of person, I've been broke all my life. You know what I mean? So, that shit built my character where it's to the point where if I don't have something and I know something is due... I don't I don't give a fuck really because I've never had to be without. You know what I mean? I've always made a way. Or God has always made a way. However you wanna yeah, you know yeah, say, yeah. get into it. Mm-hmm. But I've you know, it's just certain things that I've been through. Um, and not to keep going back to this capital shit, but you know, these motherfuckers mad about a vote. You know, those type of people, they never been through any real life shit. You know what I'm saying? You motherfuckers right. can have their damn their dog get ran over by a fucking car and they ready to blow their fucking brains out. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You know, when, you know, all of us, we had to grow up with a chip on our shoulder and seeing real life shit, not just shit on movies. You know, the stuff that they're looking at the news and seeing, we see every day in real life. So we're built tougher. And a lot of times when people be online, you know what I'm saying, saying they're depressed and then they just want you to engage and they're like, oh man, shit, bro. If you can, let me get $20. You know what I mean? Shit like that. It's 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 sad to kind of um, piggyback off of people's real problem because you know, kind of like all the flack Charlemagne used to get for all of the uh, anxiety and <laughs> all the other shit. You know, he, um, he's definitely annoying with that shit also. And and, and it's, it, it is people that need help, but you know, I I just I hate people who kind of. Um, Pick at people's emotions, and to to 
make themselves better. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Kel, I want to tell you too though, like I used to feel that way also about as far as like people just not being as mentally tough is like I use me as an example, mm-hmm. but like dealing with some of my closest friends, especially the ones that's passed away, mm-hmm. I realized that um you can't really expect somebody to be in the same headspace that you're in. Correct. Everybody deals with trauma differently. Like Correct. I'll speak on my childhood, um, not childhood, but as a teenager, we was like best friends, and we literally like went through the same things. Mm-hmm. And the way he would handle it would be totally different from how I would handle it. Like mm-hmm. it would be situations like he was saying about like being fucked up, being broke, and you know what I'm saying. Like, okay, I'll give a perfect example, and um, I actually want to talk to you about this. A situation that me and him both dealt with that was similar was we both grew up without our real dads and we both had stepdads, right? My stepdad left when I was in like ninth grade, 10th grade-ish. His stepdad stayed around for a little while. They broke up after like when we was grown men and they got back together, whatever. But how he handled not growing up with his dad and growing up with a stepdad was totally different from how I did. Mm-hmm. Like totally different. And I used to just be like, bruh, like, he would sit around and be like, man, life would be so much better if I had my dad. Mm-hmm. And I used to be like, bro, how you going to miss something you never had? And see, uh, but everybody's different. To yeah, put it in perspective, me, that's and, what taught me that, though. me and Staley grew up together. Mm-hmm. And me and him are totally different people. Shout out to Staley. That's my nigga, too. Yeah. That, is that your brother? Or? Nah, that ain't my brother. But Well, he's my brother, but he's not blood. You okay. Know? Yeah. But, Staley you know, a funny-ass nigga, too. <laughs> Me and him react to different React to things a whole lot He's trying to say Staley different. is sensitive And Staley <laughs> is Cause every time I drive on Staley He gets so fucking mad <laughs> Then he be like He gonna do me like he do you What? Swing on me? Nah Block me on Facebook oh. <laughs> <laughs> Nah Staley swing on me <laughs> Oh you Oh you get that nigga that bad See I know like, I can tell when I say a joke to Staley And he ain't feeling it I can tell and I leave him alone You probably keep going Yeah Staley well, Staley can fight though yeah. So you know, Taylor can be as sensitive as he want to be because he can fight. But you know, there's other people that you know should just leave that stuff alone. Uh, we was talking about like you know the whole growing up without the dad thing, and you know what I've been realizing lately with that is, so I kind of brushed it off growing up. Like I just said, my homeboy was really on it, and one thing I've been realizing lately is that I feel like growing up not seeing a healthy relationship kind of affects how I approach relationships. Me too. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about that because, Stan, you grew up with your parents. I so did. Like, yeah. I wanted to ask you, Kel, like, um, how did... Uh, First off, was your mom single the whole time you, uh, you was growing up? Yeah. How do you had. think that affects how you, uh, how you deal with your relationship today? Um... I think I get more from like seeing my father and his different relationships because I think like right after my mom he went to jail no he didn't go to jail he got like another girlfriend mm-hmm. and had her name tatted on him and that shit like pissed me off <laughs> then like after that I think he tried to, he got back with my mom and then went to jail and then when he got back out like two days after he got out of jail he um got married and moved to Atlanta. And I kind of, I, I think just my relationship with him is kind of told me what not to do in a relationship. Um, 
you know, just, but I, I mean, I don't know. Because even though my mom and my dad didn't have a healthy relationship, I'm turning this rapper up. I but, see. Um, I wanted to snatch it from you a minute ago until you start really fucking it up. Oh, yeah, I don't care about the shit. But even <laughs> though uh, even though my, my mom and dad didn't make it, you know, both sets of my grandparents are still married. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have three sets of aunts and uncles that have been together for at least since I was born. So I've seen healthy relationships. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, I've always had those examples. Not fine. And, um, good, bro. and I think, you know, my my dad had three sisters, and then it's my mom and her brother. I grew up around mostly women anyway, so I kind of – I have this respect for women that I would never try to do them wrong. You know what I mean? So I, that's how I kind of approach it from just my upbringing because there wasn't a lot of men around. I see it like – so um, for me personally, it's one of those situations where – it's this story I just I just gotta tell. Like when I was in kindergarten, and of course I don't remember this. I remember a lot of stuff from my childhood, but I don't remember this. My mom loves telling this story. When I was in kindergarten, my mom walked me to school, and I think it was like the second or third day of school. First day I was a little nervous because a lot of people don't know I was real shy growing up. Literally, like probably all the way up till I was in like eleventh grade. You broke I out was of that shy shit. as hell. You think so? Yeah, I think so. Believe it or not, I I, I still am. Like I got I got like real bad social anxiety. I just play it off. And I'm always like the spotlight in the room. So you just gotta learn how to deal with that shit. So I'm gonna be honest, I'm kinda the same way. I, I do well, yeah. I've probably gotten better with it. It's now. the charisma. Um Pe- like people are, are attracted to that charisma. Yeah. But it is there is a level of social anxiety. Like if I'm about to go somewhere, somebody invites me somewhere yeah. where I know it's gonna be a lot of people there, I yeah. I definitely kind of have like little mini panic attacks and shit. Yeah, niggas, a nigga get to sweating and shit, face get to shining. Motherfuckers think you just got real oily skin, which I do, but nah, it's because I'm sweating. <laughs> you know what's bad for me? Like, I'm a sweater. I sweat so easy. That's why I always wear hats whenever I go out. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't give a fuck if it's 30 degrees outside. Nigga, I'm going to sweat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, See, my problem is um, I, uh, I'm... You ever seen the movie Equalizer? Mm-hmm. And you know how he thinks about every type of scenario? Yeah. That's how I do with everything in life. So I'm very big on trying to think about all the different outcomes of something, even when it's not warranted. And that's kind of what creates anxiety for me. So I, I try to almost be in control of every situation. And if somebody invites me to a situation where I don't really feel like I can control it, I'm going to try to analyze that situation even before I get there. And sometimes they don't even be what I was thinking it was, but that's just kind I of seen personal. You, I seen you there before. Yeah. Like when you hung around me a couple of times and my homeboys be around, I could see you like. Analyzing. I'm definitely yeah. analyzing for sure. But one thing I can say about Stan though, Stan always fuck with me though. Even, even like with the head ass situation with me getting wild. He still was like, nah, I feel like Slim right. <laughs> nah, Slim my dog, man, forever. Because I uh, I definitely get in my bag sometimes. A lot of times. <laughs> I'm calm now. I used to be real uncomfortable around you and your friends, too. I know. Like, you always got to bring your gun in the house. I'm like, bro, you don't got to bring your gun in the house. Yeah, I'm, I, it's just, I just didn't like how just some of them act. You know what I mean? Because, you know, when we hanging out, it's just, you know, real, just relaxed and calm and cool. But, you know, niggas just be kind of talking crazy. And, 
you know, we just did this and oh, we some some gangsters and all this. It's other funny. Shit. It's funny too. I got to get back to the story I was saying earlier, but it's funny you say that because the way you handle it is totally different from the way that Kelsey handles it. Like Kelsey handle handles it like. Oh, I gotta stick my chest out and had to handle, if a nigga he jumped head on on it. Yeah, like if a nigga want to shoot the one, we can shoot the one. Like he done did that shit, bro. He did that shit last time we was kicking it. <laughs> really? Yeah, he did that. Like literally, like uh, like a month ago, mm-hmm. a month and a half ago. Um, just out of nowhere, we was just chilling and got down. He was like, "You must want to fight, Damo." And Damo was like, "Nigga, no." <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he, uh, he did that to TJ before too. We was at yeah, Audio Crib. Yeah, he was like, uh, he was like, nigga, you gonna take this shot? And I and I felt like it was because of the environment, right? Yeah, you know, it it does that sometimes. But um, back to the story, my mom takes me to school, and she's holding my hand, and I'm like, my my my, don't hold my hand. You know, what I'm saying I'm good. She so she busts out crying and shit. Cause she's you know sensitive like that. Well, she took that to heart. My mom's one of them type people. Like when you hurt her, she puts up the shield and she doesn't do that shit anymore. So I'm saying all that to say, y'all seen that movie The Brothers mm-hmm. and Bill Bellamy character? Like his mom never hugged him and shit. Mm-hmm. That's how me and my mom are. We're just like that. So I'm not a touchy feely person. Mm-hmm. So when I'm in a relationship, I don't really do the touchy feely thing. And when a girl want to do the touchy feely thing, I'm just like, bro, why you gotta always touch me? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's that that comes from my upbringing, and also like not seeing a healthy relationship. I'm like I don't truly know what a healthy relationship is. Like I can freestyle and you know use the uh, the things my mom implemented in me to 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 build that healthy relationship. But overall, I'm like I don't even know how to go about it. Like Christmas, I don't know how to celebrate Christmas. I had somebody tell me like, nigga, your house looks like the Grinch lives here. Where the fuck is the Christmas decorations? I'm like, bro, I don't fuck with Christmas. If people can't, like, over the last few years, if people would have came to my crib, besides this year, I kind of tried to do a little something different. But other than that, I don't really be doing that shit either, bro. But, I don't but, be doing the decorations. If I, I wasn't with my girl, it wouldn't be no Christmas tree up in my That's house. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, bro, but, I don't remember the last time I put up a Christmas tree. Do y'all feel like you should have Christmas decorations and be in the Christmas spirit and wow. do the things that everybody else does. I'm just asking a question. I don't no, feel, no. I don't personally feel like that. One, I live alone. You know what I'm saying? I'm a bachelor, so I don't really have, what, what am I putting up for? If I'm putting a tree up, it's only for me to see. I mean, I could put it on social media and everybody like, oh, it's a uh, I mean, cute you know, tree, but. I think I have a tree up. I think I would. Wow. And that's fine if you want to. I like to. to entertain, so, you know. Okay. Just see, I don't ever have anybody over, so it's like it's only going to be me looking at it. It's yeah. not going to be any gifts under the tree and stuff. Like, you see, for me, like I like to entertain. I like to cook. Okay. And I like to cook for people. And whenever, um, you know, I have people over, it's about the whole aesthetic, the whole. Vibe. I I would agree you with know, that. I have you know the right type of music playing depending on who's there. Mm-hmm. You know what oh, saying? so that's why you play that ratchet shit when I'm over. <laughs> Bro, I don't even Is that play what you're trying to say? Bro, you played like Meg the Stallion one day I was over. Wow, bro. You are a fucking liar. I'm just playing. <laughs> it was. <laughs> you would never hear joking. me play that shit. Nigga, I was joking. But you did play like. What oh, did you play? Shit. <laughs> I think it was Sierra. It was either Sierra or Beyonce. Body yaddy yaddy. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I did play Sierra. Yeah, it was, it was Sierra. Yeah, and I was like, why the fuck is you playing this? You like, I like this song. That's so funny like, it was, it was shit. It was just like a cool vibe, you know, me and you, we just smoke cigars and drink yeah. whiskey. 
Yeah. You know. My and, favorite hobby. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it, it's not on no. Uh, you know, we're not gonna listen to fucking native sounds when we uh <laughs> when we just relaxing. Is that conscious music to you? No. What kind of music would you classify native sounds? Uh, cause you're like the number one critic. It's 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 more uh just modern like hip hop or rap. Mm. It's 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 the same shit as uh the baby or little baby or you know. You think so? Can we segue real quick? Yeah. You asked a question on one of your pods about top five. Right? I think it was the one with uh, Libra. Yeah. Um, who y'all top five? What you mean? Rappers. All time. Yeah, be all time. For like favorite or like skill. Favorite, of course. Yeah. Of favorite. Course. Yeah. My first one is Jay Z. Number two is Boosie. Okay. I knew he was gonna say so. Uh. And then those one and two and the other three are not in any uh any type of order. I have to say Wayne, uh Big and I'm not gonna say Tupac, but uh I don't know. I'll uh probably throw Outcast in there. Okay, so you so you get the whole group in there. Okay, go ahead. Whole group in there, I want to hear what you. Oh, you already know my answer. I've said it numerous times. Uh, number one is Pac for sure, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the two and three. I don't have five. I only do three. Two, two and three is always a toss up. It depends how I feel. The other day I was in the car with my brother, and I decided that Wayne was number two, and Hope was number three. Right now I feel like Hope is number two. Okay, but tomorrow I might feel like Wayne's number two. Mm-hmm. I just always. Have a battle between those two in my head. All right. So I got Hove at number one. I got Kendrick at number two. I got Tupac at number three. And then the number four and five are very interchangeable. Um, A lot of the times I could say I have DMX in that. Um, And Jadakiss. Um and then there's a other there's a few other people that just interchange with those two. But the top three definitely for me is Jay Z, Kendrick, and Tupac, and that never changes. I think I think Kendrick is is the best lyricist of all times. It's not it, it, and that he's definitely one of them. It's not even so much about lyricist though. Um, I would say style and content. Content, of course. Content for sure. Content-wise, yeah. he's definitely. And I'm gonna also give a very uh, unpopular take. I think if my you say Eminem. I promise you, I'm leaving. Uh, no, I was okay. gonna say my favorite Kendrick album is actually "To Pimple Butterfly." I hate that album. I know. I I the re- really? I, that's kind of part of the reason if I brought I it read up. The encyclopedia. I'll go read the encyclopedia. It's not about <laughs> that though, bro. Because I think the reason a lot of people were turned off from "To Pimple Butterfly" is the uh, the beat selection. I mean, Bruh. okay. Tim Butterfly was was a beautiful album. I I put that album I, up there with. Uh, I low key feel like it was a work of art. Not even low key. I feel uh, like it was a work of art. I put so that album up there with. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what's the uh, my beautiful dark twisted fantasy? I put that up. Kanye. Yes, yeah. That's my favorite Kanye album. Yeah, that's mine. So you, so we kind of on the same page yeah. when it comes to that. Um, it's, but, I, but I still don't think uh, "To Pimp Butterfly" was better than "Damn." 
and I can understand why you said that. Damn is probably so. I think I rank Kendrick's albums to Pimple Butterfly, um, Good Cat, Mad City, and then Damn. I think, but they're I think all I'm concept albums. Yeah, I think I'm an overhead because I always fuck with the original albums. Like that's fair, yo, and that and that's why I can never put any of the other Carters over the Carter one. I I love the first Carter because of where I was in life. I think I might have been like the sixth or seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be honest, but with what you, it dog, did for me, this that is not time, an opinion. The Carter two is the best Carter. No, bro. Um, I, I say the first Carter, bro. Lyrically. The Carter too, like that nigga was next level. He, he was might in be his right greatest that, rapper alive. You you might be Mo. right about that, and I think that era of Lil Wayne is probably too. the best. And you know, it's Lil crazy because I'm contradicting myself now. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying about the original album. It's definitely between Carter two and Carter three, but I, 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 say, I, I would agree with, with you. you. I would agree with when you. You talking about the original album? I know, and I'm contradicting myself because that Wayne shit is like, I no, I don't know, like. I'm listening to the. I've Carter been a Wayne too, fan yeah. for a long time. Like I know, but I can recite every word to the Carter and the Carter Two. Mm-hmm. Just like you know, I could do it for blueprints, all the blueprints and all that other stuff. But. I'll tell you something I never said on the podcast before. Oh, hot take! I don't like Carter Three nor Four. Ooh, they have zero replay value for me. Yeah, I can't yeah. agree with Three. Four, I can see why you say that. I love. I, I love, don't know if I, can I love agree with Lollipop you. because it was different, and I knew Wayne was about to jump into that. That's pop actually phase. probably one of the least Bruh, played songs. I for think me I'm on the one. only hip hop head that loves to see my favorite artist go pop. I'm the only hip hop. Yeah, head I, I'm not. I, 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 I can understand why pop. you say that though. I just want to see the. You the you know you know honestly. No I, replay value. My top three songs on Carter Three, it would be. Um, the what what's the last song? The one where he's kind of like addressing some of the issues with Al Sharpton oh, yeah. and all uh, of that. Un, un, um, un, un, not, uh, that's the album. Mm, Carter Three. Yeah, um, so I got called, you ain't got nothing. Um, that's probably like number two for me. Misunderstood. Misunderstood is number one. Uh, you ain't got nothing is number two. And um, no, it was that was Carter Three. Misunderstood was yeah, the misunderstood um, was there. It got the sample in the background. Right. It's the last song on the album. Because he the right raps now. for half of it and then he talks for half of it. Um, it's that one. And then it's uh, uh, You Ain't Got Nothing. Um, he goes in on that song that I really respect about Jesse Jackson. Yeah. Yeah, because I hate I Jesse like, Jackson. I like that type of music. So I when he does Jesse that. Jackson, bro. And, and, and more, so Kendrick has kind of a version of that of Mortal Men on To Pimp a Butterfly. And that's actually my favorite song on that album. Yeah, Mortal Man is my favorite song on that. Yeah, yeah. He because he kind of does the same thing on that. Uh, he actually has a segment at the end of it where he's like talking to Tupac and um, he's like they're talking about like current issues versus Tupac talking. To, I mean, obviously it's an old interview because Tupac is not here with us anymore. But the way that they were speaking, it sounded like a current day conversation. And it's because of the issues that we're dealing with. It's really the same. It's, it's just the same history repeats itself. And I thought it was very genius the way that uh, Kendrick or whoever his team was constructed that. Uh, I, a lot of respect for that. And then just some of the stuff that he was saying in it. I were, do think I do think before it's all said and done that Kendrick will be top five. I just don't think he's top five right now. I'm not mad at that. I'm not yeah. mad at that. That's always been my opinion about Kendrick because I'm a big Kendrick fan. Um 
J. Cole, one of his favorite songs uh, for me is, um, is uh, it was the album, what was the album where I guess his uh, homeboy had died and he dedicated it to his daughter? For Your Eyes Only. The song For Your Eyes Only. Like he went there on that shit, and that's one of my that's like one of my favorite J Cole songs of all time. Like Jam, so just some of the content he was getting into on it, I was like, wow. Yeah, I think J Cole's on the same level as uh, Kendrick. And Drake. Absolutely, yeah. I don't really I think, put Drake I think in those. Three kings. So here's where I feel about Drake, bro. You have to put Drake there. You bro. have to put him there because but you don't of, have to put J Cole there. To me. I think do. the opposite. I feel like J. Cole and Kendrick should be there because of the content, but Drake should be there because of the numbers. They all do numbers, and they all have that mystique about them that, you know, the you know Niggas, major, the general said, fan goes to them three. Drake said, everybody get your motherfucking roll on. <laughs> all right? Listen, man. I feel like Drake peaked at um, – and nothing was the same, and I feel like it's been downhill from there. And, and a lot of people might kill me for this shit, but nothing was the same was better than Take Care. Nothing was the same was his best album. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like for me, if I have to judge Drake's albums, you know what? You his know what? best album. You if he what? had a classic album, his classic album right. to me Take is Take Care is my favorite. But y'all probably right. I'm not mad at that though. Yeah. I'm not. Mad, I I, I understand right. why you say that because I do feel like production wise, Take Care is the best album. But I feel like Drake's peak was nothing was the same. And everything from there, it was kind of downhill I'm judging Drake off his, his next album. His good. Depending on how this next album goes, even though I feel like this next album is going to be an R&B album because people have been wanting it for a long time, it's I'm still judging. Yeah, I'm judging him off this next album. But um, even though the leaks trash. haven't been R&B songs. No, they haven't. Yeah. I and I think I do think Drake is cap more than capable of throwing that curveball. I don't I don't think it's gonna be oh, an Drake all. Drake got some shit on this next album. I really like like when Drake got into his bag with the uh, um, no when to say when or whatever the shit was called, where yeah. he had the song cross sample. Mm -hmm. I was like, I like this Drake. That's the Drake that I like. I never and heard this shit. It's fire. You yeah. got to listen to it. That was the, when you was talking on your podcast where you were saying he was dissing his baby mom. Mm -hmm. That was the song where yeah, you said baby mom is a fluke. Yeah. That was the song right there. Uh, I like Drake on I that kind the of name shit. Of the song yeah, the it's when to say when. I heard a song on Jay Z radio. It was Drake and Jay Z that I had never heard before, and I. It probably was the one on. No. I, I know. <laughs> it, it was probably the one that he had on his new album, um, and it's it, honestly I feel like that was the weakest performance the between the two of them. Um, I, I they they dropped the ball with that one. Um, it's called. Uh, was damn, it I remember. It was on Scorpion. Oh, that was a horrible album. That was was not not only it. that his but second worst that song, album. That was Scorpion. the best, that was the worst song from a collaboration with him and Jay because they had Pound Cake. They had uh, the one that was on the album before Take Care, um, Light Up. That was fire. But this one, that one wasn't it, bro, from either of them. I like, liked it. I did like Talk the, Up. I, yeah, Talk Up. I liked the sample of it because it had the DJ Paul sample. But other than that, I didn't really like either of their verses. Like, it was like, eh. People need to give 3-6 Mafia their flowers. Oh, for sure, man. Come on, Juicy man. J last album was hard. Bro, it's I, think, I think Three Six Mafia may be the most influential people for ever sure. For sure. Oh yeah, Meg Meg's whole career is based off Three Six. Did you see what? Uh, 
Where there's a lot of people that make an argument that Bone Thugs' whole career is based off of three six. I can see that, but you see when uh, academics was talking shit about Meg recently. I don't. I don't, I don't that. pay attention. I, to it, it was on like my that. Facebook. I feel you. News though. shit. Yeah. But he was like, like she doesn't have a tenth of the talent that Nicki Minaj has, and that uh, she has like one flow and it's weak, or some shit like that. Oh, I agree with him. I can't listen to it. But, but I, I do. Like but I tell you, I, I tell you why I wouldn't hmm. make that take. I wouldn't make that take because Meg doesn't make music for me. So I would never attack that tape. I don't like academics at all. I don't either. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to dissect what you just said, though. Um, see, Nicki had different phases. Nicki had the phase of monster and all of those. Like when she was like going in, like it was like, oh wow, she's really Her the best. Before monster was was hard too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. She had a few of those where it was like, oh, Nicki is like. She did that. I think I think Nikki's problem is uh she lost focus and she started That's caring the about problem. shit that didn't I agree. You know what, I uh, agree. And this 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 may sound kind of bad, but I had a uh a gay friend and like every time I got in the car with this nigga, like, I promise you it's gonna be Nicki Minaj on a hundred. My college mm-hmm. roommate was is a big Nicki Minaj fan. He wasn't gay, but but I don't think he was. I don't know. I mean, either way. It, uh, I, I just heard it so much because he was the only nigga in the hood at the time with a car. <laughs> <laughs> so. She was a big advocate for the gay community, so I can understand that. Bro, let me ask y'all a question, though. Um, Big King has this crazy take that he feels like hip-hop is going to be a white genre the same way rock and roll turned into a white genre. Do y'all feel like hip-hop is going to be, excuse me, do y'all feel like hip hop is going to transition to an all white genre, or hip hop is going to die? I don't think that either of those, and I'm gonna tell you why. Um, I feel like the suburban community has an infatuation with street culture, and because hip hop has a lot of street culture in it, I feel like it's always going to be popularized now. And they make too much money. But also. street rap they, is getting underground now. Mm, kind of. Kind of, there's there's a divide. There's Freddie, you, Freddie and uh, Benny didn't sell what they should have. But then you got so you talking about uh, Benny the Butcher. Mm-hmm. But good. but Griselda is probably. I mean they. Yeah, it's bigger. You could them. put them as like one of the top acts of the year in 2020. Um, so and the, I think it's going to be the, the same for 2021. That, that, that I speak of is I'm a big numbers person. Yeah. But for what? Because Griselda, you can't you can't tell me that Griselda is living or dying based on their numbers. Yeah, that's Griselda true. Griselda is a movement that, that has is true. way more going than just music. Nigga, Benny the Butcher just had a song. He's uh, he has the I don't know if you call it the theme song, but he's doing the song for the Buffalo Bills now right. in their stadium. I mean, you don't think he getting paid yeah. for that shit? Griselda has the the the. Whatever that spark that happened with Griselda, because I just recently learned about them, probably maybe like 2019, 2018, maybe. And I would I would say they're probably one of my favorite groups right now. So yeah. I, I'm going to tell you all, we were talking about the top five thing, right? Mm-hmm. And um, we were talking about recently, and, and I said that Drake, Kendrick, and Cole was the three kings. The, the reason why I put those three up there, because first off, you know that um, that take isn't biased because I don't like Drake. But, right, right. But it's certain criteria I feel like you have to meet as a top artist. And one is numbers for show. Mm-hmm. It's impact. Mm-hmm. And 
three, I have to give it to consistency. Consistency. But the biggest all, all three the, of them the biggest for me personally has to be numbers. Just simply for the fact of you can learn a lot by numbers as far as reach. And uh it's not there's truth behind a lot of truth behind uh women lie, men lie, numbers don't. Yeah. Because like the numbers pretty much can tell the story like um, it even goes into into play with the impact. And that's why I put those top artists that I said, the top three of all times, is because it's about the impact. The reason why Jay-Z was in there, mm. because Jay-Z's not in my top because of numbers. Jay-Z has never been the number one rapper of any time period. He had some. He had a bunch of number ones. He's never been the number one rapper of the year, I, ever. I, y'all are both right. I, He's I, never yeah, been I, I know one. He, he is correct when the he year, says that. The year that he should have been number one, that nigga Nelly was on fire. That nigga was on fire. Another year he was supposed to be number one, Eminem was through the fucking roof. Diamond album. So I'm trying to figure out 50 why, cent. why do numbers 50 50 cent. Why? That was a black album. 50 Cent was just scorching. No, you're Couldn't right. Miss. You, 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 that's what I'm saying. Y'all both why right. Why do you rely so, so heavy on numbers? Because, because the number speaks of who the masses generate towards. But fuck the masses. I mean, gravitate, cause I can, excuse me. Because I can tell you, well, from experience, I... I would say that Boosie had a bigger impact than a fucking Taylor Swift, and he would never sell those numbers. I don't know if I could say he had a yeah, bigger I, impact I have than to disagree Taylor Swift, with you. though. No. Okay. Taylor Swift was a bad uh, I was about to say, yeah. yeah. I was like, she was pretty but, but, popular, Miley bro. Cyrus, but they, Okay, Eminem. Ariana Grande, Eminem. they all kind of in that. Do you think Eminem impacted the culture? The way that a uh, little Boosie or a Webby or a Benny okay, the Butcher I try is. To, I try to ignore this topic, but you keep going back to it. So let me tell you my take on this Eminem thing, especially based off what Snoop Dogg said about Eminem. I think that 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 the hip hop culture gives Eminem a lot of flack of his artistry because he is white. I would agree with that. Okay. I truly and believe that. Nigga, I think Eminem, it's half that Eminem and I think the other half is that it's rapper. controversial. He does yeah. a lot he does a lot of the name dropping and all that and, stuff. And, and also his style. He and, blew up off a style that, that other because... artists was unable to blow up off of. Okay, but you you can't deny his ability to rap. Oh no. Right. He's definitely but, but one I'm of the best a, rappers. He has the numbers behind him. But when you talk about impact, I mean, there's no way that you can tell me that somebody who's you know, for the street, who who would you pick out of uh, Gucci and Jeezy? What you mean? As far as impact, impact Gucci, right? But who had the bigger reach? Jeezy. I'm gonna tell you, Jeezy was more commercial, right? Yeah, but I'm but a, as far as impact in the streets, we're also and, biased because we lived in the South. That is true. I will give him that because in a lot of other regions, we, most people would numbers, say Jeezy. Though. I'm saying, but you but you're looking at the numbers. So you have to say Jesus, but I see what you're saying about impact. Right, right. But I mean, if he didn't do those numbers, how Bro, do we Gucci, know? Bro, Gucci is a Southern legend. Exactly. I've been places where people don't know who the fuck Gucci is. That is true. My family is from Louisiana. I didn't know they who Gucci no was. They had no idea who that nigga was until he came out with that. You're a very freaky girl. They did not know that nigga tell that song. Okay, so we're, we're talking about impact versus reach Bro, but this, the funny thing that you, what you saying biased, that what, what you saying that I was gonna actually say the same thing about Boosie that me being in the south I realized how big Gucci, uh, Boosie was but outside of that 
I ain't really know a lot of people that was like listening know, to Boosie and, like but, that. And, and I know that. And and I guess I'm I'm saying that impact, um, because 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 when I'm saying impact, and you're saying a lot of people don't know them, we're talking about reach then. But I'm just talking about how they affect the culture of where they are. How do you feel Boosie affected the culture? No, I know What's niggas that lived and died off of that, like what he was saying. I know people who modeled their whole lives behind his lyrics. In the South. Yes, we're not talking about reach. We're talking about impact. But um, for some reason, Kale is a really big Boosie fan. Mm-hmm. So he's about to defend Boosie to the death. All right, before we do that real quick, can I give you your flowers right real, real quick? Let me Go give, ahead. I got to give Slim his flowers, man. I didn't see Slim come from when he first started doing this, you know, the type of content that he would speak about and the type of guests that he would have on to what will we three years you three years in the game now or two yeah three i think years? this i think this year three this year three i accomplished two years already this year so three. getting into the third year man i've seen a transformation in just the way that you handle shit like the production level the the uh the type of content that you speak about the type of guests that you have on like i said starting off is like oh i'm supporting my homeboy now it's like no, nah, this is like one of the top podcasts I listen to. I appreciate and I, that, bro. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just giving you your flowers, you know what I'm saying, while you're here, man. I appreciate that a lot, dog. And that's why, you know, you see me working and sit down with Slim, Huddy, you know. Man, get your shit, man. Like Holla at him, man. <laughs> get, your, get your merch. His merch, like is, his merch is fire. His content yeah. is fire. Get, get the his merch is, on, on, uh, on Shots for Slim. Come on. And while Kel bullshit, I'm going to go to his job and tell them folks he ain't like that. Fuck <laughs> Nah, holla at him, man. Holla at him. Send him away. Holla at my boy Nino, too, man. Uh, that's my dog, man. My brother right there. Nino Brown? <laughs> nah, man. My, my boy Nino, man. He uh he in Augusta. He be on his production shit. He be, you know, doing the uh, uh filmography and the photography. Oh, shots, shit, so. uh, shots by Nino? Yeah, man. Oh, that's yeah, my that dog. nigga five. That's my dog, man. I Holla didn't know you knew him. Yeah, yeah that's that my nigga boy, is man. dope. That nigga just went to a photography... um. Um, a photography um competition and play second. That nigga's dope. He's fire, bro. The That's way my he dog. does those real uh uh deep dark ass images. Yes. I fuck with that shit, dog. Yeah, that's my I don't guy. Know why man. you got me on the photography topic? Because I talk about that shit. All yeah, day. man. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm but just want to get. Dope, I just want to give credit, man. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, I want to shout him out too, man, because he be doing his thing. And I, you know, I be, I, I told him I was like, I see you, bro. I was like, you know what I'm saying? I know I be busy, and I don't really, I won't like always comment on everything that everybody posts and all this stuff. But I, I be watching, and you know what I'm saying? I, I be seeing who be staying consistent, oh, who yeah, be on the shit. So I was talking to that nigga when we. Was at uh, Culture Fest. Yeah. yeah, nah, he he's very very talented. Man. I was surprised that nigga knew me too. Yeah, he oh he he he, he keep meeting. his ear to the ground, man. So he be knowing people like you know what I'm saying he stay to himself, but he also be out there like getting his shit out there. So like yeah, yeah shout out to my dog, man. Speaking of uh, staying to self, I want to talk about one more personal topic. Okay. Um, you was talking earlier uh, when we were talking about the Christmas tree shit. Okay. About how uh, you wouldn't have nobody over, so it don't matter. Like, do you feel like you being kind of like working on yourself? You kind of broke away from being around other people. Um. Yes, and uh, I'll say the reason why. 
it's not so much of breaking away from people because unfortunately the pandemic had a lot to do with that too. Mm-hmm. But I stay to the people who serve me, like the people who contribute to my happiness or contribute to something that I have going on. I try to keep those people around. And, um, you know, if I don't feel like you really contribute to my happiness or, you know, something to propel me to moving forward and whatever ventures that I have, then I don't really, you know, it's no love loss. Like, I don't, you know, I have a lot of people that I used to hang out with back in the day that don't contribute to those things. And because of the love that we once had, I still have the same love. But, um, you know, they might not be in my life now, and I'm also okay with that too. Uh, I'm a big believer of, there was a, a statement I made, even going back to past relationship, that uh, I don't necessarily believe in the, um, what's the, nothing lasts forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people are like, oh, you know, it wasn't meant to be. Yeah, I don't feel like it's not, it's, it wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't meant to be forever. This song was so, um, huh? That song was fire. Uh, what it was? Uh, Rich Boy? Oh, Good see, things don't last forever, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you see what type of music he listens to. Polo the Don? That's old, bro. I but know what you I, I feel about. like, um, <laughs> you know, a lot of people hang their heads. Like, if they get in a relationship and it fails, then they're like, oh, you know, that's fucked up. I hate you wasting my time. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like it was a waste of time. All my relationships were meaningful. They just was meaningful for that time. And I'm in a different period and time of my life. And they served its purpose for that time so that's like i said before how do you feel about this i say i always say that if me and my girl don't work out i'll never get another relationship don i i wouldn't i wouldn't say that i mean i've been single since my last relationship but i'm not going to say i won't be in another relationship like i said that relationship served its purpose for the time and if you and your girl was a split then that relationship served its time you've learned what you learned from that so you did learn a lot from that relationship mm-hmm. whether you know it or not even if you're angry at the situation and how it turned out you still learned a lot from that so you you know, hold your head high on the knowledge that you gained from that, and you take that into your future. You know, whatever. To me, now I don't know, you know how everybody else feel, but to me, my girl is like so perfect. Like as far as our relationship, to me, oh. that if me and her don't work out, mm-hmm. if I can't make it work with her, then I'm just gonna hang and slang. So the first thing you have to get out <laughs> your head is that nobody is perfect, and then I'm talking about for me. I can understand that, but nobody is perfect. You have to realize that part, that point first, and then the other point that you have to realize is people are fickle by nature. Humans are fickle by nature, by nature, and that's why my stance on marriage has changed. I don't actually feel like I want to get married anymore because I do understand that people are fickle and that we might be heavily in love at a certain point in time, but that could change. 10 years 15 20 years down so the line not willing to take any chances on it's not about not taking chances I, it's about uh, understanding of i understand that people are fickle and i i'm willing to take chances but at the same time i'm not gonna beat myself up about something failing because i do understand that people are fickle what stan is saying and i don't want to speak for him but me as as president when i go against you and i'm gonna win i'm gonna make marriage license renewable every five years a marriage license is not going to be forever you're going to be able to renew them that's what stan is speaking of i'm actually i'm actually okay with never getting married 
I'm okay with never getting married. But you're not saying that you don't want to have a, a, a partnership with someone. You're no, saying- I'm not saying that. But I am also okay with us having a partnership and having other people involved in that partnership as well. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Oh, you you wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that because I do understand that people are fickle and you might feel this way about this person for a certain amount of time frame and then you might start to not have that feeling anymore. But then if are you, you build, really about that though? I am. Have you tried it out yet? I haven't yet. Okay. I don't think you about that shit, bro. Well, well that either. remains to be seen. I ain't, I ain't gonna say that remains to be seen. I don't think so neither. That remains to be seen. I think you're underestimating the male ego. Well, I think I, think I also that, think that I've gotten to a point where I've understood the male ego very heavily in my in being single and almost realizing that it's not a really a real thing. Um, it's real. It's it's superficial. Um, it you if you go into things with the correct expectations or the right expectations, then you leave room for little disappointment, and. If you're going to it like this is my perfect little angel and she's only going to be for me. She thinks my dick is the biggest. She thinks my sex is the greatest. Then you will leave room for disappointment when she starts to venture out and find other guys that she might think is better than you in certain fields. But if you go into it with the understanding that you're not, you know, you might not be the best to her or whatever the case, then you don't have that room for disappointment because you're like, all right, well, you know, you enjoy what we have for the moment and then you might want to, you know, step out for a second and do whatever. And same thing with me. And, you know, that's how I feel about so it right now. you can sit there and watch your queen. I ain't say I was going to watch it. Oh, wait yeah. a minute. Ain't say, oh, <laughs> I ain't say oh, nothing about that. that. I ain't say I'm about to sit there and be watching weird this ass, shit. I ain't going to lie. I turned them weird ass porns off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not watching no nigga the, uh, slay no make white my, bitch out. Uh, next make my wife man. come in what front of me. The cuckoo? Yeah, I ain't doing that. I ain't say that, bro. I had a partner ask me to do that. RIP to him, but I had a partner ask me to do that, bro. I can't do it, bro. Yeah, that's weird. I did not do it. And my homeboy that was with me, shout out to Joe. That nigga Joe was like, boy, you tripping. You better. And I was like, boy, I'm not doing that weird shit. But Stan, do you think that you have this viewpoint now? Um, I don't I don't know. I'm just going to speak. Go um, ahead. It, no, sound, it sounds like it comes from a place of you have been cheated on before. And also because you haven't been in a relationship in a minute right now. So, you're, so you've uh, formulated this. In your mind that this is a way This is a a winning format Moving forward It's not that it's a winning format I realize that we are in a different society Where people don't hold those same values As back in the day Where it's like this is the person I'm marrying This is the person I'm going to stay with forever Because I even feel like back in the day A lot of them cheated on each other too They just chose to stay for the sake of families And I don't really feel like people Really give a fuck about that So do you think humans can be monogamous? Yes Okay but it's going to be a lot of hard work, and you're going to have those moments where you want to step out both on both sides. And I think I'm at a point now where I'm being more open-minded to I don't want to hold those restrictions against you and against myself. I mean, but everybody has to have self-control. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's because, what I was about to ask about because, the flesh. I mean, I can, you know, I can just be this super violent person. Mm-hmm. Where I just want to slap motherfuckers all the time, but I can't do that. You know what I mean? I have to have some type of self accountability. So 
you know, even though people may want to cheat, you you shouldn't cheat if you're in a monogamous relationship. That's just what it comes down to. But then it comes to the question of do people really want to be in monogamous relationships? Because I feel like people start off and, you know, a lot of people are emotion driven. So they go by what they feel at that moment. So when you first get with a girl and you're in that honeymoon stage or the same thing with, with she, if she gets with a guy and they're in that honeymoon stage, they don't really see themselves being with anybody else but that person. Over time, that might change. And I, I think I've come to realize that that is a real thing. And I've become to be more a little bit more open-minded about, well, how do you tackle those things? Because if it's a good partner for you and they still help you with other things outside of the sexuality of the relationship or the monogamous of the relationship or um, uh, whatever the word is, um, if everything else works out and that's the only thing that, you know, they might want to fuck somebody else or you want to fuck somebody else. Do you really want to, you know, get rid of that person that works out for literally everything else that's going on, which I have going on, just because you don't want to see them fuck somebody else? I believe not that, see, but you I know what I'm saying. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that that men and women are the most powerful beings on earth. But they're the only beings on earth. No, men and women beings, yes. Well. Creatures, okay. Okay, creatures, okay. And I feel like there is no limit to what we can accomplish and what we can do. Um, if you put, if, if if a human being puts his mind on something that he really wants to do, then there's nothing that can stop that person from achieving that, right? Do you agree? I would agree. So if you love somebody or you say you love somebody or you have this idea of what a relationship should be, then... I don't see how you can fall victim to giving into the flesh. It's not right. it's not falling victim, but you you just said what you said is based off of emotions or how you felt at that moment. Twenty years down the line, you might not feel that same way. But it's still you still have common sense. What do you mean? I mean, you you still have a, a sound mind and body to the point where okay, I may see another woman that I'm attracted to, mm -hmm. but even though I may not feel the same way about this person I spent the last 20 years with, I still love her and respect her. I mean, there, there's just certain uh, principles and morals that we stand on mm -hmm. where we're, you know, if, if you're that strong of a person and that driven of a person, there's nothing that can make you deviate from that. But that can also have an adverse uh, effect on your relationship with that person because, where where you might be like, oh, I need to be faithful to this person because I really love them and I've devoted this much time to them. That can also make you resent that person because it's like, dang, I really want to do these things, but I'm not doing them because of the fact that I'm with this person. If you really want to do those things, then you have to be real with yourself because it's not that person uh, that's stopping you from doing that thing. It's you're not being true with yourself in the first place. It's a mixture you're telling, of it. You're telling this person that, you know, I, or I'm i this person, but I'm really, you know, thinking something else. So you have to be real with yourself. If you don't want to be in a monogamous relationship, then don't be in a monogamous relationship. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's, we're saying the same thing. Yeah, he's speaking of a polyamorous relationship. No. We're, he, we're, is, he is speaking no, of polyamorous. No, he's, he, he's saying if you're not feeling the same way about another person. Well, that's what I'm saying. Th yeah. Then you kind of go into that because of the fact that you realize that people can change over time or people will change over time. 
Okay, so it's just human nature okay, at, so, at okay, a certain point. Okay, so what keeps that person to you? I'm, I wouldn't say that, but if if okay, let's say you spend twenty years with somebody and you guys are monogamous the whole way, but then you're saying that your feelings may change where you want to branch out. What if that's a one way street? Mm. What if you feel this way, but your partner doesn't feel this way? Correct. Is it is it fair to that that's person? Is it is it fair to that person? I, I understand you saying you have to understand that people change, but is it fair to that person that you have been the same person with for twenty years? What I'm saying is, I so. Because going back to what I even said about education and stuff, I'm not a quitter. So if I commit to something, then I'm going to commit to that. That doesn't change the fact that I might still feel a certain way about it. So even though I might still commit to being faithful to this person, I might feel like personally that I might be missing out on something. Or I might personally start to resent this person because I want to live out whatever feelings that I have at that moment. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. If you understand that from jump, it might be a little bit easier if you be a little bit more open to that in the beginning and speak to that person. Hey, you know, I do realize that things change. You know, it might start off monogamous, but if you do feel like you have that that feeling of you want to maybe pursue another person Mm -hmm. or whatever the case, how are we going to handle that? And those are conversations that people should have with each other. And I don't feel, because of pride, which I mentioned earlier, I don't feel like it's easy. It's an easy conversation to have because it is a pride thing. And at the end of the day, you don't want to feel like somebody's better than you or somebody likes somebody better than you. But it is a real thing. It's a real feeling. And it's just humans are fickle by nature. We change over time with, you know, our just our views on stuff changes. Yeah, our, but I still don't feel like that's fair. As just, as just well, a, a it depends statement. on what you mean by fair. Cause because you're, you're you're saying you need to go into something with with expect not expectations, but having this conversation when you're saying that 20 years from now it could change. So if you go into a relationship with a person who's saying, okay, I understand that people change, and maybe one day, um, you know, we may we may want to see other people. And what if twenty years from now you change, but she feels still feels the same way? Well, then, after y'all had then that that's a different conversation y'all have to have. Y'all have to have the conversation of, all right, listen, this is where I'm at right now, and that's the problem with a lot of relationships. People don't have these conversations because of the fact they're trying to spare feelings. You have to be, you know, real with your counterpart. If this is somebody you' about to spend sixty, seventy, eighty years with. You got to be able to, to have those conversations might change over time where y'all might have started at 20 where you're like, oh, I only want you. I only want to be with you. 40, 50, you might not feel like that no more. So now it's a different conversation. How do you currently feel about our relationship and how do you feel about, you know, a monogamous relationship or whatever the case? I think that's kind of like stuff like Will and Jada maybe deal with. That's Where, what I was thinking while you was talking. Yeah, I mean, they might deal with that, too. I was going to ask you, like, uh, do you think their relationship worked? Of course, we don't know the ins and outs of Yeah, it, you don't know. I feel like that Will probably might, because just based off of the way that he was responding to the interview and stuff, I feel like they might have kind of been in that same space, whereas, like, you know, things have changed over time, 
and you know we might have different viewpoints on what it takes to have a successful relationship or whatever we even think of a successful a successful relationship because they still take care of the kids they still take care of the household and all that stuff but they just might fuck other people they might be all right with that that's what i'm saying like you got to kind of be a little bit open-minded when it comes to those kind and of i think things. with their situation uh they've always had that arrangement from from what i'm was viewing but that one particular uh incident i think will disagree with that person call it an entanglement well that situation was weird anyway because because wasn't um buddy cool with Jaden? like wasn't Mm Jaden homeboy see that's a little different because it's like all right now you're talking about my son bringing his homeboy around and and you fucking his own boy yeah and that's the thing i think they they always had was in a space where they could have those conversations and then you know they may have had that conversation and Will say he didn't agree with it, but she did it anyway. And I think that's where everything got fucked up. Which is comes back to what I was saying before. You gotta have those open conversations. You gotta be truthful to each other. And she wasn't if she wasn't being truthful and she was doing the shit behind Will and Jaden back for that matter, then that's a whole different conversation. I think August Alcina fucked then that, uh, that just go back to the same thing as cheating at that point. Oh, he fucked that little ass girl when he fucked her mama. Wait, you said, said you fucked Willow? Oh, Jaden, mm-hmm. the boy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jaden's oh, a boy. I'm I thought out. I was like, wait a minute. I didn't know he fucked Willow. I'm, I'm, tripping. Like, that's gonna I'm be a, tripping. I'm tripping. I'm about to say, that's a you whole different Jayden? situation, mm-hmm. man. Why you feel that way? I think Jaden might have told Jaden what was up. <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. As Jaden, me and him would have had to run the fade because my homeboy ain't about to be in my We playing 2K and you go in my mom's room and fuck said, my mom's. I like, think Jaden might have told moms what's up. Yeah. And then mom was like, all right, I got to see what that's about. Oh, come on, man. I see what you're saying. Chill Girl, out, it's man. A freaky, it's some freaky <laughs> shit I mean, you're right. Bro. You're right, but Hollywood got chill some out, freaky bro. shit going on, bro. Yeah. yeah and then Jaden had this whole little right press there. run with... He kept on saying Tyler the Creator was his boyfriend, yeah, which was yeah. weird. And you know the thing with August Alcina being in whatever dark, deep, crazy place he was in, he wasn't, you know, susceptible to. Hey, I tell you, I ain't talk about that. I tell you one thing though, I feel like we we've made really good strides at accepting homosexuality, mm-hmm. and. Now I just want a lot more people to be open and honest with their sexuality. Not saying it's everybody's business to know what your sexuality is, but we should get to a point where people are able to express it and speak freely on it. Like, hey, I'm a man that enjoy men also. That's not everybody's reality. Unfortunately. Especially I, in the I, South. I promise you, it's, it's people who are just terrified to come out just because of their family, their church members, their friends. So how do you think we get to that point where people can be honest and open about that? My nigga, they still don't accept black people. Gay people just got on there, what, 2016? <laughs> I mean, they, they got to take time, but they got to put their time in. It, it's it's going to take a lot of time and a lot of conversation, you know, to open people up. Because even though everything is out in the open now, there are still people that's closed-minded, you know, People saying they, they could never be friends with gay people. You know what I mean? Never hang out with gay people. And you know We had that conversation before. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. But I think I think you took you uh you took it the wrong way when I said it though. And I speak on it on the podcast. I told Kel that I wouldn't enjoy hanging around somebody that's gay because 
I feel like you hang out with your friends because of common interests. Not saying that me and a gay person wouldn't have common interests. It's just that certain things that they would do, I wouldn't do. And I can use a different example. It's, it's kind of like one thing you don't have in common. It's kind of yeah. okay. It, it's kind of like with me and a female. Um, we have things in common, of course, but. I'd rather be playing Madden instead instead of us arguing about what we're gonna watch on YouTube. So like what? I'm supposed to let's say, okay, it's a it's a male gay guy. He's my best friend. We mm-hmm. hang out every day. Mm-hmm. All day. Mm-hmm. What about the times where we don't have things in common where he enjoys uh doing makeup and I enjoy playing Madden? Every gay nigga doesn't like makeup. I'm just using that as an example. I'm saying, bro. Listen, but then I would. So I would counter. I would counter that with everybody that you hang out with has some different interest in you, right? And so right, you know right. that's just one of those things that y'all don't connect on. But then the things that y'all do connect on, y'all still connect. That's on. what I'm saying. Like, All right, let me like be in more college, you had you had roommates, right? Mm-hmm. And you probably was cool with maybe one or two of them, right? Mm-hmm. And y'all have common interests, but it's it's shit that they do that you're just not into. Well, my situation was different because my brother and one of my good friends was my roommate. Okay, but it's even with you living with your brother or anybody, it's certain shit that y'all have in common, but it's certain shit that they, that they do that you just not going to fuck with. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Because, you know, I like I like the uh, enjoying the company of women late night. And my homeboy that was my roommate used to come to the door and look and be like, Another one. <laughs> I mean, but everybody's different. So I mean, you 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 try to like generalize. You know, you not having something in common with them when it's only really one <laughs> main thing that. Okay, but see that the, separates y'all. I think I think you took the conversation too literal because I was more so speaking of like the flamboyantly gay person and like them enjoying. You know things that I wasn't into, and them ha- trying to have conversations with me about things I just wouldn't like talking about. I mean, but that's any type of relationship. You get in a relationship with a woman, and it's a lot of shit y'all don't have in common. You think my girl play two K or Call of Duty? You think she likes cigars? She hates smoke. She doesn't drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I don't understand. I but mean, see, when I'm in those situations with women, I shy away from that type stuff. Like you go to your room and you do your makeup and can I can I watch football? So then it's it's kind of more or less the same thing with the gay person. And I, I agree with what what he's saying is that I I have gay friends and you know we don't talk about those things to each other when it comes to like sexuality and just who we are you know having sex with or whatever. But everything else that we have in common, that's what we right. link on. And it's the and same Kel, thing. Let me tell you real it's quick. the same thing with, you know, your straight friends or whatever. Like, you know, the things that y'all don't really bond over or whatever the case and y'all just don't really yeah, interact don't no with each other. Yeah, I going to tell you about how another dude blew their back out. Yeah, I mean, That's what they got cool. the other gay friends for. That's cool. You will hope that. But, <laughs> 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 but nah, for real though, like, um, I'm going to tell you something. You might laugh at this, but I I have gay friends. I don't have any openly gay friends. Hmm. I think I'm on the 
I think I might, I might be that. on the opposite of that. I, I think all of the friends that I have that are gay are are pretty openly gay. Yeah. I don't have any openly gay friends. And every every friend that I have that's gay has never told me they're gay. Do you think they feel comfortable telling you that they're gay? I don't think they feel comfortable telling any of our friends that they're gay. And why is that? Why do you think they're because the same the same thing you were saying as far as like societal norms and you know worrying okay. about judgment and so you ask you ask the question, um, what do we have to do to make a safe space for people to just come out? Mm-hmm. So what do you think you need to do as a friend for people you know are gay, but they're afraid to come out? What do you think you should do? See, I've I've seen people come at these same people that I'm talking about. And speak of them being gay and watching them be standoffish. So that confuses me on, like, what's the next protocol? Because obviously talking about it openly and saying that they're gay isn't the answer because. Honestly, I feel like right now is a good time. You're on your podcast. If they listen to your podcast and stuff, you can say, hey, I know that you're gay. I accept that you're gay. You're still you're still my friend. You're still cool. You said it right now. Honestly, I could say that, but I'm pretty sure they know that some of their other friends don't feel assume. that same way. And that's fine. And I though. Oh, like, no, that's no, no, fine. No. I've heard them say that out loud. But that's other people, though. Like, <laughs> you know I'm saying, saying as long as they understand where oh, they yeah, stand sure. with you. I don't, yeah. I, don't, yeah. I, don't mind, I don't mind admitting, and I also don't, I don't mind admitting my past beliefs. Like, I remember yeah. when I was young, I thought, I thought um, some people very close to me was gay and me thinking like, damn. Feeling, you know, feeling bad, feeling down, but you're able to grow and move forward and learn that, like, hey, just because this you person honestly is gay, don't we gather that, that. You honestly yeah. don't gather that in, that information until you actually meet somebody that's gay. You're like, oh, this person is cool, yeah. and it's like, oh, damn, my thoughts of gay people have changed now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's tired, bro. Because I was still spitting. I was just honest with mine. No, I like both of y'all points though. I like both of y'all points. I mean, I mean, I mean, you was honest with yours, but I feel like the gay people would be tired. Like, I don't think I feel like you think I came off as homophobic, and I know I didn't come off as homophobic. Cause for some reason, I'm gonna say this shit, bro. I've been wanting to say this for a long time. Yeah, go ahead. And and, and, um, I haven't said this like on no podcast or nothing. Okay. We have this crazy thing nowadays. Of people throwing phobic on everything so if you say anything regarding any kind of topic you're phobic and as far as the homophobic thing people throw that on everything like maybe i just don't want to be around people with red hair okay that's an issue maybe i'm okay with you having red hair i just don't want to be around red hair why why does it matter that's a horrible example, but okay. Yeah, it's a terrible example. Okay, better example. My bad. Better example. I've been drinking. Better example. Maybe I respect you as a person and I love you to death, but you scam and sell drugs and I just don't want to be around you. You scammerphobic. <laughs> I'm scammerphobic. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but that's it's, it's, it's a, that's a difference, bro. You're you telling me that you don't want to be around somebody who does illegal shit. That that's not gonna move. Me. Okay, well now let me let me be more transparent. 
Okay. This person is gay. I have no problem with this person being gay, but I'd rather not go to a gay party where it's a lot of men hitting on each other and I'm in the same room as this and they're looking at me like, hey, so, you know, they're, and they're hitting on me. Straight people go to gay parties. Well, I was going to even take it a do. step further that with your homegirls, you might not go to a party with your homegirls around all of their other homegirls and they like, they, you know, chasing the guys and stuff and you the only guy. Yeah, it's the same thing, really. So it's just like we certain- can't call somebody homophobic because they they don't want to go to the gay party. Like, okay, Blue told me something recently. One of his close friends has a cousin that's gay, and he went to um, he went to I forgot what it's called. What's it called when the men um, drag? It mm-hmm. was like a drag competition. It mm-hmm. was a drag competition. They went to the drag competition or whatever, and he went with his girl. And guys was hitting on him, and he was confused. Like, what the fuck? I came to support my support my cousin, and it was guys in here hitting on me. They they uh, closed minded and blah blah. And he also called Blue homophobic because Blue didn't want to go. Why would you call somebody homophobic because they they don't want to go somewhere for the same reason why when you went you faced the same issues as you thought would happen? I mean, but. Why? Why is that person homophobic? Because they don't want to go somewhere that I don't want to go to a WNBA game. I hate women, also, huh? <laughs> them bitches can't dunk. Some of them can. Uh, Candace Parker has dunked nineteen times in her career. Allen Iverson is shorter than me, and he has dunked sixty sometimes. Listen, okay, I agree with the point that. Every little thing shouldn't like put you into a category. Did I say Candace Parker? I meant um Brittany Grinder. My bad. Candace Parker can dunk too though. Yeah, I think she dunked like six times or some shit. Anyway, I think you can uh <laughs> He not fucking with me in my tapes. You can um you shouldn't be categorized in the first place for every little thing you do. But if it's repeated behavior and like we just know how you feel about something, then you know we can call a spade a spade. Why? But why call everybody homophobic though? I never understood this. Listen, I I understand that everybody is not homophobic, and you shouldn't call everybody homophobic. But my nigga, it's people out here that are homophobic. I agree. So I mean, call a spade a spade. But you you're disagreeing with. You put it on every little thing somebody says or does, or if you disagree with something, you're automatically in a category, which I agree with you. Yeah. But if it fits you, then it's just you. Okay. I agree with that. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not calling you homophobic, but I'm just saying, like, okay, I'm not just going to say, okay, if a nigga say gay people weird, I'm, not, I'm just going to call them homophobic. Okay. But if over time I see that there's a certain behavior towards gay people, right. I was like, okay. That nigga doesn't fuck with gay people. Yeah. You know what I mean? He feels a certain type of way with it, you know, with whatever he got going on, and he may be categorized that way. So I'm not I'm not gonna say if one person says one bad thing, just like uh Kevin Hart. I wouldn't call him homophobic because he made a fucking gay joke. Right. You know, Jesus Christ. But if over time the motherfucker the whole basis of his stand up has been against gay people. Then okay, you know what I mean. It, it, Was and, Kevin Hart's and, comments like that bad? 
Yeah, I mean, he said that if his his no, son, he, he would said fuck no. He would throw. No. He would throw the toy or Bro, some shit. Yeah, that's not bad. It's not. No, everybody, I agree. Everybody growing up in a black household has heard those types of jokes. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And and I know for a fact that a lot of black parents would still accept their kids if they were gay. There's a lot that won't though. And I know it's a lot that won't, but yeah, it's still a lot that will. But I mean. A lot of that shit come down to that whole religion shit too. Like, like a that's lot why of that religion. Shit, man, God, man, I don't even want to get into that. Yeah. Bro. So how man. was how was your New Year's? <laughs> no, how I, feel <laughs> I don't want to get into religion shit, stuff, man. But I did tell you though, y'all better hope I'm fucking right. Cause if there's a God, y'all folks cracking jokes about this lady getting shot in that Capitol building is going to. Hell, first Pow. class. See what I'm saying? You going? Guns blazing. I don't smoking. have no sympathy for that shit, bro. Man, because you know what? The the same motherfuckers, the same the same people that go to church every Sunday and deacons in their church, pastors, preachers, or whatever. You know, those be the same motherfuckers that'll see a black person get killed in the streets for nothing and justify that shit. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. and have no sympathy for for us. So what the fuck? I don't. I'm not gonna have any sympathy for them. Do me a favor though. When you get there, tell Hitler I said great book, horrible mindset. You think you're going to heaven with uh supporting Hitler? Me, me. You King- support Hitler. I do not support Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> this nigga, that's a wild take. Who said I support that's Hitler? That's wild. That I said is a great wild book. For real. Great book, horrible Listen, mindset. You, I just had this whole conversation about if somebody says something one time, I'm not going to put it on the category, but if they show that behavior over time. You did say that. Dog, you've, you've championed Hitler for a while now. I have? As a leader? Bro, we've had conversations about leadership, and I've used Hitler as an example. As an example, an example of what? A leader. Of what type of leader? Bro, stop playing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I was not championing Hitler as a leader. I was, I was strictly oh, speaking oh, so on his leadership. <laughs> his leadership qualities, bro. And that's what you want to do as a leader. And I probably also talked about uh, Helter Skelter, didn't I? Uh, Cause I always talk about those two I know you talk about Charles Manson Bruh it's three people I always talk about Yeah that's Helter Skelter It's three people I always talk about when I talk about leadership I talk about Hitler Helter Skelter and Martin Luther King That's a crazy top three that's Those are the people I, I always talk about That shit is a wild top three Bruh I'm a different type person bro. I'm sorry I'm a different type person Can we get into the alpha male thing real quick Oh yeah we can What's the alpha male what is an alpha male? Um, an alpha male isn't what uh, everybody thinks it is. Mm-hmm. An alpha male isn't the man that walks into the room and beats on his chest and be like, you fucking queer, you can't do 50 push-ups. That's what people think. So when they hear me, this nigga's talking about, huh? So <laughs> <laughs> when they hear me speak on alpha versus betas, mm-hmm. I guess I come off as that as saying like, oh, you a bitch-ass nigga because you listen to Drake and you cry on your pillow every night. That is not what I mean as a beta. I think okay. it's just simple as a leader and a follower. Um, a, 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 a lot more complex, though. 
Mm. Because there's no, certain there's certain types saying. of leaders, right? So I use this as an example all the time. There's me and there's Big King, right? Big King leads like how your mother would lead. I lead how your dad would lead. And that does not mean that that he's not an alpha male. That's just that's just the way he chooses to lead. So uh you you have to explain that. Yeah, yeah, I'm about you, to. I'm about to. Are you just talking about like traditional gender roles? Um, no, nah, I wasn't even talking about gender roles. I was just speaking on like um, so I would choose to lead in the front line by example and also be very stern with my leadership and have certain traits that you can and cannot do and stick to them in certain guidelines. He wouldn't lead like that. He would lead by breaking down the psyche of each person and dealing with each person differently i would approach it more so of a militant mindset like okay this is going to be our standard and this is how we're going to move he wouldn't he'll be like this person is like this so i'm gonna treat this person like this this person's like that i'm gonna treat this person like that so therefore like let's say he's dealing with somebody like me and he's dealing with like i don't know somebody that's a little more emotional than me he would talk to me a certain way and talk to them a certain way. Okay. I wouldn't. I would talk. I wouldn't to both use the mother and way. father in that example again. That's what your mom would do. Uh, no. I mean, I. You know, I just wouldn't use that with that example. I. You made a great point mm-hmm. in in like comparing the two, in the contrast. But I wouldn't just say like your mother and your father would leave. So, what do you think is an alpha male and a beta male? I mean, I like I said, I think it's as simple as a leader and a follower. I don't think a leader is by title. I think it's by actions. Okay. Uh, someone that puts people before them to achieve a greater goal. Um, somebody that leads by example. Uh, and somebody who stands on their uh, principles. Stan, before you say um, uh, what you think, okay, I want to also speak on something else. A lot of people don't like. A lot of people view a beta male as something that's something bad, something that's horrible. Like you're a beta male, you're soft, you're weak. I have friends that that I have a lot of respect for that are beta males because there's different categories of a beta male. Your stereotypical beta male, um, you 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 rarely see those people. Those are like a small percentage of men. Um, there's there's also I don't beta think it's males. A small percentage, but go ahead. No, nah, I think it's small. I think it's like twenty percent. But don't, at all, there's <laughs> there's 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 also beta males that kind of just don't give a fuck, and that's your that's your man that's kind of in a relationship with a woman and he lets her have her way because he just strictly doesn't care. Like he's not no I bitch ass man. I agree he with just that part. Doesn't care, and he's like, you know what? Um, you can have that. I actually want a ribs tonight, but you want a chicken, so fuck it. We can just have chicken. He's a beta male, but he's not a beta male as as far as in the sense of like, oh, he a bitch ass nigga. Like, no, no he's not I, a bitch I can ass agree with what he's saying right there. Yeah, he's not a bitch ass nigga. And also, all alpha males aren't good alpha males. I know somebody that that pretends to be an alpha male that's super beta. Being being a house with <laughs> he's a white man too. Being a house with uh with his girl making fucking frappes every morning and okay, shit. Okay, 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 okay. Stop. Let's okay. If we're talking about alpha versus beta, let's get away from how they act in a relationship. Uh, so so because you want to talk I, I, about? I think I think that's that's a completely you want to talk about the characteristics of a man? Yeah, that yeah All because right. that because that doesn't make you because there's different. 
correct. Y'all, y'all general, are both correct, though. Because you get into the generals and, and, and other aspects of, you know, just being in a relationship yeah. versus then what makes you an alpha male versus a beta male. Mm-hmm. But what he's saying, I, what y'all are both correct. Cause what, what, I, I get it. So what I feel like between beta male and alpha male is going back to what I was saying earlier about there's a certain level of self-confidence where you stand firm on your actions and your decisions and you know that that kind of transcends into your ability to lead so for instance you have a family or even if you're in a, a work environment as an alpha you're like all right this is what I think this is what it takes for us to be successful. I stand on that, and I'm going to lead you guys into that. And even if we fail, I'm okay with that failure. I'm going to help us get, you know, if we fail, then I'm going to help us fix that issue. Whereas beta is kind of more of the passive. They kind of sit back a little bit, and they're like, I'll allow somebody else to take that chance. And if they fail, then that failure is on them. It's not so much on me, but the alpha kind of takes it all on the chin. And they're like, hey, if I, you know, I fuck up, then I take that fuck up. I'm not perfect, but I'm going to take the responsibility of if I do fuck up, then I'm going to fix that. Whereas the alpha might be a little bit more passive with that. That's how I feel the difference between alpha and beta. And that will go into what you were saying about relationships where they kind of will take that they're they're okay with taking that second that second seat or that back seat and let somebody else make a decision or something like that and just for the just for the simple fact of not having that pressure on themselves where the beta the alpha you you take that pressure head on like all right i'm 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 gonna do this and we gonna do this and then if it doesn't work i'm gonna take that on the chin but then i'm gonna also help us get out of that situation so that's why i feel the difference between alpha and beta typically typically a beta male is someone that honestly needs a host they need more they need someone that's that's there for them that they can follow off of like perfect example we're both about to start this this uh Apple business. We're mm-hmm. going to sell apples. Mm-hmm. A beta male, you literally can give them the apples and they would just sit there and be like, so what you think I should do next? Yes. Alpha male a take, yeah. a take the forefront and be like, hey, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, Correct. and we're going to figure it out. Kind of like Correct. minions. That's what a beta male would be, a minion. But also, I, this is why I say I feel like that category of a beta male is, is a smaller percentage. 20 probably is kind of wild, but I think it's a smaller percentage. Then there's also beta males that's really strong men that work very hard. That's just unable to yeah. to lead. Correct. Alphas are generally leader, leaders, mm-hmm. good or bad. Cause just because you're a leader doesn't necessarily mean that you're always going to be right or that you're going to always follow the correct path. You might fuck up, but you're going to wear that and you're going, all right, well, then I fucked that up and now I got to get us it. And, and, you know, I kind of, I, I attribute this to my current position. I've been in my position, what, you know, five years or whatever. There's been, there's been times that I've led my team to doing something incorrect. But I take that on the chin, and when I go to these meetings and stuff, and it's like, why did we fail on this? I, I directed my team to do this. It didn't work out. 
here's my plan on how we fix that. That I feel like that is my definition of being an alpha male, I, or, or just an alpha in general. Hey, listen, you know I, I'm the leader of this front, and I did I the decision I made caused all of us to fail. I'm okay with that, and this is how we're gonna fix it going forward. But a beta probably wouldn't take that same initiative. Uh-huh. They might take the back seat and like, oh well, this person told me to do it this way. You see what I'm saying? I'll tell you something else uh, about a leader, too. There's two different type leaders also. There's leaders that's, that was born into leadership, and there's leaders that that developed that trait mm-hmm. going on. And I'm not saying one is less than the other, but you have to know who you are and know where you stand and where you want to be. So, therefore, there's a lot of betas that that come into into leadership positions and don't know how to handle that position kind of like the military like i remember like growing up my mom was in the military and she would come home and talk to me about about her leadership and i would be like damn that's a horrible leader like that's somebody who should never have been in that position and now they're in that position and they don't know how to stand down i mean if i if i want to be 100 percent transparent i would even use myself as an example i don't think i actually necessarily started off as an alpha Mm-hmm. I think I did start off as a beta, somebody who would be okay with taking a backseat and let somebody else make the mistakes, and I can kind of hide behind their their forefront and try to learn from that. But then eventually, I learned from those things and became an alpha. And like, all right, I'm okay with now leading somebody, you know, leading other people and making those mistakes myself and taking it on the chin. So you don't just because somebody is a beta doesn't necessarily mean that they can't become an alpha. I do feel like, you know, people can become an alpha, but some people might choose to stay in that passive role of letting somebody else lead or let somebody else uh take the forefront. Um you know, you know, so I mean, it, it, it's it's interchangeable. It's in, it's interchangeable. The scariest thing though is somebody that like fiends for that leadership bro that's when shits get sticky and scary because i'll tell i'll tell everybody out there um being being a a leader isn't isn't what it's all cracked up it's definitely not that shit gets hard that shit gets (laughs) scary and that's why i say about like being born into it i was born into a leadership role that i didn't sign up for and and i'm still here and i didn't sign up for this shit but it's just what i gotta do Fair and enough. I'm I'm speaking of like my family situation. Mm-hmm. Like we was talking about growing up in households without dads. I'm I'm the dad, and I made decisions that was horrible because I was a fucking child, and now I have to live with them. I have to live with the fact of knowing that I would never have a brother relationship with neither of my brothers. Hmm. I have to live with that shit. And I I ain't gonna lie. I'm gonna be completely honest. That shit hurts me like a motherfucker. But that but now I have to be though. That's the, but you don't have to stay in that because that's how it started out. It but could start out that way, can, and you can change that because you have enough self awareness now that you realize that that's a problem from it from your past, and you can now change. But you now, can change that but narrative. now it's not up for it's not up to me. I have to wait that's for true. them to be to be uh, forgiveful. However, you can be take the initiative of trying to teach them those ways, and 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 they might not understand it, or they might not. Try to understand what you you're saying. It's, That's it's, fine. It's just like trying to teach a grown ass man how to speak a foreign language. It's yeah. way easier to teach a child 
So as a grown up, it's kind of hard to go up to that person and be like, hey, I know I made these mistakes or whatever, but now I want to move forward. And they're looking like, nigga, now you want to do that? And that's the position that. But then you got to kind of take the, it's it's a degree of difficulty of you got to change the narrative. Yeah, Yeah. you got to change the narrative a little bit and you got to teach them different. Hey, man, we were wrong about this. You know, whatever we thought all these years, we were wrong about that. But imagine, imagine like that same thing, trying to like teach your parents that like, bruh, it'll be like pulling teeth, me trying to have a conversation with my mom about why spankings are wrong. I feel like that's a generational, um, that's a generational You're not going to whoop your kids? No. I grew up getting my ass whooped and that shit ain't never do shit for me. I agree. Now it might have it might have stopped me from trying to put a piece of candy in my pocket because of fear, but it never it never like nourished my brain. Every kid is different. Some some kids you can beat fear into them. You can't beat fear into me. I'm willing to die for shit I believe in. I feel like what what you were just saying about the because of the fact that you got beat when you were younger, you're not gonna do that to your kids. That can have a butterfly effect, whereas it might not have the same problems that you had from getting beat. You might create new problems that you didn't necessarily deal with as a child that your kids are now going to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually do agree with that that theory of, you know, sometimes, you know, you don't have to change things so drastically. Like, I got beat all the time and I hated it. It made me resent my parents and stuff. But then – in a way that could have also made you a good person. It could have made you an aware person of you might still do some head ass shit, but you might think twice about it. Whereas a person who doesn't have that discipline in their life, they don't have that fe- a fear of anything. They might not think twice about certain things and they might go out and do shit that's head ass as fuck and not even think twice well, about it. But why do they have to have fear about something? It's not necessarily that they have to have fear about it, but they do have to have some type of reserve about it. Mm-hmm. And the spanking, the spanking comes from fear, bro. I know it's fear, but yeah. it also comes from reserve because it's like, oh, it teaches. There's a the thing of, but there's no other actions way. and consequences. Right, right, right. But there's no other way to teach. There right is wrong. other ways, and we have to we have to find those other ways because right. the ways of the previous generation was to whoop us. I would never beat my kids, bro. Why? Fair enough. Because it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't do anything. But then because what you is can, the you alternative? Can, you have you to can, have an alternative to it, though. You can beat them and say, okay, I understand about the actions and consequences, but what did they learn from it? Just uh, to no, not to I, do I, this I one thing or get a whooping? You know? Or ground it. Because some people just ground their kids. Some people oh, yeah. Do. I remember every time I was grounded. Yeah. The whoopings, I actually probably might the remember the like, grounded yeah. times more than the whooping times. Like yeah. the times where I looking out go the to window watching your versus, friends play. Exactly, exactly. I might that remember something like that more than actually getting whooped. Because I mean, I might get whooped and be able to go back outside the next day or the next week. Yeah. But I might have missed this school dance where the grounded I really liked was there. I might remember that shit forever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's it, you you. You just find a different way to do it. You know what I'm saying? You don't necessarily have to just completely eliminate oh, one yeah, thing. I was going to say that too. Like, yeah. a spanking ain't never did shit for me, but try to figure out a way not to get caught. Exactly. That's all. Or, not, or a way not to get whooped. I used anymore. to get suspended all the time. And then at, at a point, I just stopped telling her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shit. Just gave him my number instead of hers. <laughs> 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Life is interesting, and just the psychology of people is very interesting. I, I just don't think that slave mentality shit. I works. agree. No, that's I, exactly, I, that's I'm exactly with you. I'm is. with you on that. I'm with you on that. But I'm not. I'm not gonna sit here and be ignorant to the fact that those times did teach me a lot like I blue, agree with that blue, well. blue says that i move on white people time and that's because my stepdad used to beat the shit out of me if i was 30 seconds late so now i'm always like five and ten minutes early there's other ways to accomplish that i though. know but i'm just there speaking is. on my but i feel you i feel yeah. you just just my that was just the way that he learned it mm-hmm. and i and the same i agree with you that's just like you know the nigga that fucked up the uh cotton he got his ass 30 lashes he ain't gonna fuck that cotton up no more. I don't yeah, believe in removing shit. what somebody might have deemed as a solution without introducing a different solution. Correct, correct, okay. correct. And yeah. that's and that's where that's what that's what it ultimately comes spankings. down to. That's my whole thing with the spankings. Is, is you can that, remove spankings. It's, I'm it's I'm okay ways. with that because I I don't necessarily ways. believe in ble- beating the shit out of the children either. I tell y'all, but a introduce example. a different solution though. Because it's not just I'm not going to do anything about the bad shit they're doing because that's not helpful to them either. You got to have discipline. There has to yeah, be some sure. form of discipline. But it's a movie I'm not really a big fan of. But the dad in the movie, I'm like, whoa, Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. How he how he raised uh, Cooper Gunn Jr. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was like picture perfect to me. Yeah, it's like, and I mean, he spanked him also, but he also taught him. Like it was more when than just a spanking. I think he did spank him. He did. He never whooped him. He didn't spank him in the movie. Mm-mm. Oh, I'm wrong. Then he didn't spank him. Mm-mm. But like he implemented a little bit of fear, but it wasn't to the point where he couldn't come and talk to him. Like he came right. to talk to him about sex, all that shit. Me and my mom never talked about sex. Never. Mm-hmm. I never. actually kind of relate a lot with me being in that role, like my dad being like that too. Like he was very hard on me, like that. Where my cousins might have been able to be in running, ripping, and running the streets a little bit more. So I, feel, I kind of relate to that. Like the fact that you brought that up, honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I feel like times is just different now, and that we have more education, so we're able to do things that mm-hmm. our parents weren't able to do. But it also goes to that whole generation, like we was talking earlier about uh, talking to like the young guys now, like us kind of being like the older heads now and stuff like that. I don't like when people are like don't do this and don't do that. You you can't really tell somebody that without introducing a solution to whatever the issue is. So that's what more uh, most problems. Yeah, but I gotta wrap the pod up, man. Um, this was a great pod. I ain't gonna sit here and lie to y'all. Uh, I know we talked about a lot on this podcast, but the best thing I got from this is that I definitely will win a presidential race against <laughs> Kale. And I already figured it out. He's going to try to paint me out to be homophobic. <laughs> I'm, I, I would never run any negative ass against you. I think you would ruin yourself. <laughs> oh, I would. I think you would. Bro, I don't think you've seen me in my in my bag before. For a person just to to have just said that you would die for the shit you believe in, you believe in some crazy shit. To me, I feel. I that, I, re- I relate that, to Ti more than I I I like to admit, and that's why hmm. Ti, for all of his virtuous things that he has going on, he he's not a great example of a person to me. Some things that T.I. believes in, I also believe in as a person. 
I don't really necessarily believe in the, the views that he has on women and girls like growing up to be women. Uh, oh yeah, some I'm of not, that I'm not is, speaking of those type things, but that's for another day. I can tell y'all off the camera, but I appreciate y'all getting this on the camera pod. off. I'm ready to get wild now. <laughs> See what I'm saying? <laughs> now this is dope, man. I appreciate it, man. I I learned a lot about you know both of y'all gentlemen during this conversation, so. And I feel like I got to, you know, kind of show y'all who I am, too. So, that's dope. But this is another episode of Sit Down with Slim, and man. And Wings was fire. Oh, Appreciate yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> Appreciate it. Uh, they was wet. Just how I like. Yo. <laughs> Yo. Like my fish wet and squirmy. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey. They was wet just like how I like other things. All right, man. Yikes. And I'm out. <laughs>